If anybody sees fall, please let us know immediately. Fall is missing. We got a side of a milk carton. You know what you see? Fall! It's cold out there. It is cold. And there's still a lot of leaves on trees, too. Not for long. Well? Not for long. The grip of winter will come upon us. Oh. Maybe we won't have to rake. Ever. It's like a kid in uh, in uh, you know elementary school yesterday. I'm going. How many days till springtime? How many? <laughs> we got to move this show to Florida. We'll come back. We'll visit. I thought we just decided Hawaii. to move it someplace else. No, Hawaii. <sighs> just, I think Hawaii, I think Florida. All right, Hawaii's fine. Aloha. It's expensive there. Oh, I thought you were going to pick up the tab. Yeah, I thought we were moving to Arizona. That oh. was you told Big O that we're going to come out there and do the show at his place. Well, that does help with expenses. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, we're moving all the listeners, too. They're all coming with us. It's only squat, fair. Squat at Big O's house. Orion, we have several hundred thousand people we'd like to move into your home. <laughs> I would still leave them room. It's uh, 610. Hope you're well, uh, everybody. Lots of news in the world to uh, get to as the show goes on. And as Dave said, uh, head coach Chris Collins will be on uh, later. I talk Chris quite a bit about basketball, as you know. I know, I know. You're one of you're you're in his inner circle. <laughs> Rita Rudner, <laughs> legendary comedian Rita Rudner will be on. And then later on, chicken sandwiches, right? Yes, Fry the Coop. They have several locations in the suburbs and okay. the city. It's all coming up. Plus, uh, one hit wonders day. Here's your text question right out of the gate. Your favorite one hit wonder of all time. You know what a one hit wonder is. One Hit Wonder is a group that had one hit. It's like the Tom Hanks movie. Didn't he have a One Hit Wonders movie? Oh, he had a movie about music. Was they, were they One Hit Wonders? Um, maybe I got it wrong. I forgot. A Fabulous Something? Mm-hmm. No. That Thing You Do. That Thing You Do. Yeah, yes. it was close. The Fabulous Something. That Thing You Do. So anyway, One Hit Wonders, your favorite One Hit Wonder of all time. I have a list of uh, the alleged greatest. At 611, we do the top six at six. Now for some more news. Ready? Welcome to the top six at six. What? On the Steve Cochran Show. That is great radio. This is your first look at what people, animals, and assorted fruits and vegetables (laughs) will be talking about today. Thank you, Mr. Duffy. Uh, Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson may announce his retirement this week. His departure to be announced as uh, City Inspector General Joseph Ferguson. I, I don't know General Joseph Ferguson, Inspector General Joseph Ferguson, but that's a general name, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. a name, Inspector Sounds... General Joseph Ferguson. It's a name to live up to. Uh, he continues to investigate the incident uh, into police officers finding Eddie Johnson asleep in his car last month. He later told the mayor he had a couple of drinks that night. The disclosure about his future comes a day after he told reporters at City Hall he was contemplating retirement but insisted he wasn't stepping down because of that investigation, uh, if, in fact, he does step down. Uh, Steve, anything else on that? No, you pretty much hit the hit it on the head. There was a lot of uh, people, a lot of reporting that it, this is the, uh, this will happen by the end of the week. So uh, I guess the question will be then, uh, who does the mayor find to replace him? Uh, does that happen within the department, or does she bring somebody uh, to start a nationwide search for his replacement? That'll be the question of the, of the week. He's certainly entitled to retire whenever he wants, um, and uh, the reasons can be all his, obviously, though uh, people will tie those two things together. Uh, if, in fact, it does come this week. I think he's been on the job for 30-plus years, right? Is it a Chicago cop? 30, 31, something like that? I think that's what he was saying. 
But uh, this is just a you know a, a story until it's actually a fact. Next, Bank of America is raising its minimum wage to how much? Anybody? Anybody? Mm. Twenty bucks an hour. Oh, well, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Twenty bucks an hour. Uh, early next year, in a move that lifts pay for tens of thousands of workers and highlights both its profitable business and uh, the tight job market, B of A. Nation's second biggest bank by assets is planned to boost the base hourly rate for 22,000 workers from 17 to $20 an hour. By 2021, they've moved it up a year. Um, how many people go into banks anymore? I'm not allowed to go into my bank. Because <laughs> they charge you for everything? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... Well, I mean, but just people don't do it anymore. Everything is online. Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting story because the footprint of banks has really changed. And there some some banks have cut down their... Uh, by nearly you know twenty to thirty percent, they've reduced their footprint in terms of having these different branches open. It's the ATMs. All that stuff can be done online now with phones and apps. And uh, some banks have even uh, you've probably seen one of the commercials. They've created like a coffee. Uh, a cafe sort of situation where you, you can go in, have yeah. a cup of coffee, and somebody comes around and gives any, you an ATM. Any, in, any incentive at all right, to right. Uh, get people to come in. Yeah. You know, uh, you grew up in a small town, so did I. Uh, banks used to be the social gathering place. And I don't mean back in the 1800s when Dave was uh, getting started in the business. I mean... Uh, um, <laughs> poor Dave. Well, not poor Dave. Look how good he looks for his age. <laughs> He's a uh, vampire. Yeah, so here's the deal. Uh, now, um, where are the older folks going? They used to go to the bank to talk to each other. Um, they have places to go to. Well, where are they going? Um, they go to McDonald's. I'm talking about the small town older folks. Yeah, Is it they McDonald's, go to McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts? There's free Wi-Fi and there's coffee. They're yeah. not going to Starbucks, I can promise you no. that. They go to the they post to, office. Yeah. Well, and I, in small towns, and I know the bank in my hometown, my small hometown, still exists. So they're still they can still go into the lobby of that bank and do whatever yeah, they. I know my small town. It's the McDonald's, and then uh, they're all fighting to be the Walmart greeter. Oh, they're all, it's a big, ugly battle? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. only so many of those greeter positions. I get it. No, I get it. <laughs> and my, my mom is part of the walking group at Walmart as well. They go in and they just do laps around Walmart early in the morning. No, there you go. Yeah. The, uh, the Starbucks conversation always takes place where? Anyone? 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 Dunkin' Donuts. They go into Dunkin' Donuts and get around <laughs> talk about how expensive <laughs> Starbucks is. Uh, next, <laughs> Mayor Lori Lightfoot's administration pushed back yesterday against claims that imposing the nation's highest ride-hailing fee to combat downtown congestion would pose an undue hardship on neighborhoods nowhere near downtown. Uber has argued Lightfoot's proposal amounts to about an 80% increase on the south and west sides and triples taxes and fees during peak hours downtown. Well, how could Uber possibly fix that? Possibly adjusting what their rates are. Hmm. You know? Um, I mean, the city, I'm not saying the city is not charging an exorbitant fee. The city is making up money wherever it can, and that's uh, certainly unfair to... Whoever it hits, but uh, do we know Uber's charging the right price for everything? You take Uber every day. I do. I, I, you know, I am at the whims of whatever Uber decides in its algorithm that my ride is worth, depending on how much, uh, how busy it is, and how many cars are out there. Well, that peak pricing thing is a bit of a scam, isn't it? Oh yeah, Surge. you have to be careful, especially yeah. uh, for holidays, and it, it is always more expensive if you're in a more popular part of town. So downtown, West Loop, River North, Gold Coast, that's always going to cost you more. In New York, New Year's Eve, they're going to a flat rate. Every oh. ride is ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yes, you know? basically. And and while while we're 
were talking about this, I mean, you can't over um, uh, the the amount of congestion in some parts of downtown Chicago mm-hmm. uh, and in some uh, near north neighborhoods and near west side neighborhoods and in, in particular is out of control. I mean, so even though this is a money issue for the city, there's also a really big congestion issue that uh, this will solve. Congestion meaning parking? No, just, just too many cars. cars crowding around, dropping people yeah. off and picking people up. And they've designated like certain areas you can't drop people off. Michigan Avenue, busy, but drivers still do it. And uh, they just circle and circle because they're waiting for a ride. And so they're adding to the congestion. And also hurts the CTA ridership as well. They've been suffering as well because more people are taking Ubers, especially with Uber Pool being so affordable. Yeah, and there are a bunch of major cities that are, if not doing this now, getting ready to follow Chicago's lead in doing this. Well, the only other way you could handle this would be the congestion tax for everybody that comes into the city, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Where you charge and you have to punch online to also, make sure you're legal. Upgrading the CTA, I know they're having <clears> issues <throat> because less people are writing it, so they can't really make the upgrades. But man, the CTA sometimes it's just a it's a real pain. Might be time for Dave, for Spike O'Dell, and I and you to bring back our um, <laughs> service that we had for years, and that was where we would give rides in a. Do you remember? Uh, the uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember because we had a couple very part of the Asian culture. Get oh, people the in the back. The rickshaws. Yes. That's exactly right. Spike O'Dell, Steve Cochran, and Dave Ennett are <laughs> rickshaw business. Yeah, but Who but actually, biking? somehow I can see Dave Ennett being. The we only. turn that into that. that <laughs> it wasn't always biking. Sometimes it would just be hold the handles and roll. Oh, oh, we God, we turned right. it into a pedicab thing. Mm-hmm. Right, petty where you P E T T Y, where I would yes, be petty. You would be petty about it, and actually, you could get a Manny and a Petty while you were being <laughs> right, right, transported. It's a, it's a combo thing. Yes. Next, if you're giving your DNA to a consumer genetic database. I want to listen up here. A court order allowed a detective to access the entire consumer DNA database, including users who had opted out of searchers by law enforcement. Privacy experts say it could set a precedent opening up all consumer DNA sites to law enforcement agencies across the country whenever they're searching for anything. That's a lot. I generally go by the premise that I haven't committed any crimes, so I'm okay. But that's that's not what you know privacy is about. Steve, I just need you to take this Q-tip and rub it on the inside of your cheek. Okay. <laughs> Next, for forty-seven cents, forty-seven cents, the College Board will sell your information. The College Board, the New York nonprofit that owns the SAT and using the SAT as the foundation for another business. Sells test takers' names and personal information to universities for forty-seven cents a piece. That's messed up. You have to take the test so you can get into college. What are they doing? Fifty cents would have showed you cared, right? What did they charge to take the test? How much does a test cost? I don't know. I don't think you could take. I don't think you pay. I can't remember. Oh yeah, I think think it's. I think it's free in your own district the first time you take it, and then probably. Yeah, but what if you want to take it like ten times? Well, some of these people then you got to pay. Dave. Colleges say the data they buy helps them reach a diverse pool of students that they might have otherwise missed. Um, How could that be true when colleges uh, have more admissions than ever and less acceptances than ever? I mean, it doesn't seem... And college is more expensive than ever. And college prices are ridiculous. According to the internet, uh, the SAT uh, SAT is $49.50. Yeah. Well, that's more than 47 cents. And with the essay, it's $64.50. Sorry, Dave, you're corrected. But the ACT is corrected, I believe. So the essay is an add-on? Like, you want large fries with that or something? Some schools, you have to write an essay. I had to write write an essay. You do get some free dipping sauce, though. (laughs) Does anyone even know how to write anymore? Does anyone even know how to write? Right in cursive. Nope. 
If you watch no. TV news, there's no one that knows how to write. It's the worst <laughs> reporting I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, and finally this, the CTAL board game debuts later this month. Oh, this will be fun. Thanks to Chicago-based Transit Tees, T-E-E-S, which last year debuted the Loop card game, public transportation enthusiasts like G can now take their gameplay to a whole new level with the debut of L, that's E-L as in elevated, L, the Chicago Transit Adventure. The board game is for 13 and up. Well, 13 and up? Why would it be for 13 and up? Are the crimes committed? Well, well sometimes a person falls the, on the track, so that's... You have to take the train. Uh, unauthorized so person on the tracks. Yeah. 13 and up is a good age for yeah, taking the train Yeah, but who's train into the trains? Line. Little kids. Well, I mean, the, I don't well, it's know. It's not just trains. It's buses, too. Yeah. Who's into buses? Little kids. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You, you absolutely, absolutely want to avoid police activity when you get to that part of the game. Yeah, because you could go directly to jail and right. nobody gets $200? It incorporates a slew of Chicago landmarks along the way. we got to get a copy of this. Viv, get us the L board game so we can play it live on the show. I do love Transit Tees. This is a great local company. They have wonderful gifts and mugs and T-shirts and that are local and based on neighborhoods. So depending on what neighborhood you live in, you can get I've one. heard the same, but you're not getting any money to say that, are you? No. Of course. I don't get money from any of them. We're going to run a full investigation. <laughs> I think it's a great way to learn the uh, transit system. Depending on what line you're on. Oh. Depending on what line you are. G will be the frustrated person uh, in the board game. You can pick her as one of the characters. Uh, A couple of texters. Can anybody on the show explain the difference in the fees for cabs, Uber, and limos charged in Chicago? Well, limos are limos, right? I mean, limos are expensive. Yeah, a little cut above. Are cabs cheaper than Uber? Um, it just depends. It depends on where you're going and where you're hailing. I mean, you can't find a cab well, now. from really. your house to this place. I can't even find a cab in my neighborhood now because the cabbies just have sort of given up. We used to have 5,000. It was a 5,500. I forgot the number of cabs in Chicago. I wonder how many are out there now. Mm-hmm. But I remember Eight. when I when I first started using Uber, it was because I could not get a cab. And when you would call for a cab... You didn't know whether one was going to show up in five minutes or in an hour, and it was incredibly difficult. So when Uber came on board, it was initially just for cabs. It would just call a cab for you, and then it switched and opened up to um, Well, I mean, the city, the city has itself to blame for the congestion in regards to the fact that they allowed Uber to come in and establish a business and didn't fight certain things in court that they could have fought. Um and really offered no protection to the city cab business, but from per my se. Understanding it was super expensive to get a medallion and then be able to drive crazy the cab, expensive. And it was there was yeah. so much red tape around it. So there's a lot of cab drivers, former cab drivers that Rovers. drive Uber. Yeah. It's the best way to meet people. I talk to two or three new people every day from any, from different walks of life. Well, you're very social. You could meet people anywhere. Well, but it's great one-on-one. We have to talk to each other. It's not like on the train where people don't talk to each other. In an Uber, you're talking to the driver, finding out about their life. A couple more generals here. So, solutions for banks and post offices that struggle to get people in the business. Um, change your hours so people who work during the day could actually go there to do business. <laughs> It's like the dry cleaners. I can't ever get to my clothes. <laughs> oh, I've got a Tide dry cleaners near me. Uh-huh. And it's the drive-through dry cleaners which I what? refuse to do. Wow, the suburbs are nice. You have drive-through dry cleaners? I refuse to to take my laundry and hand it out the window to someone. Yeah, it's not like you could take your wedding dress there. I mean, trying to pass that through the window. Wow, like... that's nice. You don't even have to get out of the car. I mean, we, get ours, we get ours picked up and delivered every week. Well, that's different. What? That's in a bag. 
It's yeah. a service. It's a bag. The idea that I'm handing my laundry through the window to a stranger, I think, is insulting to the stranger, even if they chose to work there. Dry cleaning is so expensive. I end up piling all the dry cleaning that I need to get done in one corner of my apartment where it collects spider webs because it pains me so much to think how expensive it is. My dream is to own one of those washers that does the dry cleaning for you. Washers do dry cleaning? There's a new dry cleaning washing machine really thing. does Sandberg yeah. know about this that. I don't well, know she probably that's my dream it. if I win the lottery that's what I'm going to buy <laughs> and then this my wife and I were just talking I live in Sycamore our golf course is okay for now DeKalb is most likely to close their two courses I know much you love golf Steve are young people not playing and is that why the business is in trouble yes and yes yep. the resurgence of Tiger may help that but there has been an incredible drop off in the popularity of golf in the last few years while Tiger struggled well I mean it there's a cost associated with it. it. There's a cost in time as well as dollars. I mean, I love the game, but yeah, I mean, yeah, kids aren't playing. My yeah. son just started. He started with his business. His business has a team, and he started playing, and he loves it. Yeah, how old's your son? Twenty three. Yeah, well, that that's that's a good thing to hear. Yeah, he never played yeah. in high school or anything, so he's he's loving it. That's the one great thing about being in a city, a big city like Chicago, with the suburbs around it too. There's so many opportunities for kids to play golf. Growing up where I did, it was just you had to have a lot of money to play golf, or you just didn't learn to play golf. Yeah, same here. Costco is now selling something called eggnog wine. That disgusting story coming up. Please rise. Court is now in session. Karen Conti, attorney at law, one of 96,000 attorneys in Illinois. <laughs> That's too many. We're going to have to cut I that number, feel, Karen. I do not feel special. <laughs> well, you're still our favorite. Does that help? That helps quite a bit. Okay. Uh, when are you on the radio again? I'm not going to be on the radio for about three weeks. I think November 20th, uh, Sunday, Sunday night preemption. Yes, I've been preempted. Okay. Uh, so in the meantime, if people want to get a hold of you to do that thing where they go, I've got a friend of mine, it's not me, and then they tell you what the legal problem is, and then you get to the bottom of it. How do they call you or get a hold of you? You can either email me at WGN at com or call me at 312-332-7800. reason I bring up the 96,000 number in Attorney's Tribune reporting, that's the number of lawyers that will be in Illinois by the end of the month. Is that appropriate size-wise for Illinois, 96,000 attorneys? I think it is. Uh, the the um, enrollment in law school has gone down drastically. I just don't think that kids coming out of college are very interested in incurring that huge debt. Um, and the jobs coming out just aren't what they used to be. Big law big law firms who hired at you know, $180,000 a year to start just aren't hiring students right out of law school because they're more efficient with all the technology we have. So it's just not as attractive. And I think the law schools are trying to get more people to come in. And uh, we certainly have our fill and our share here in Illinois. But uh, there's a lot of work in Illinois. There's a lot of work in Chicago. Chicago alone has 30,000 lawyers in it. And, uh, you know, there's lots of business here, lots of insurance, lots of corruption, lots of crime, uh, keeping lawyers busy. So, I, I mean, think, go ahead. Oh, well, I think one of the things that they were debating is law school is three years if you're doing it full time. And they were saying, what do we really need that third year? Maybe just make it two years instead of three. Yeah, 
I've heard that, and I think I would be an advocate. I've, I've been a professor at a couple different law schools, including uh, DePaul, and I think maybe you take that third year and you put them into some sort of an internship, because when you're doing all the scholarly stuff in law school, it's good, teaches you to write, teaches you to think like a lawyer, but really you need to get in the courtroom, you need to get in and draft things, you need to do the work, and I think that uh, some sort of at least partial internship where you're actually in there doing it would be a really good uh, addition to the curriculum. Um, with 96,000 lawyers in Illinois, it's almost catching up to the amount of lawyer jokes that are on the Internet. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite? Oh, gosh, you put me on the spot. Well, I'll give you a couple. Uh, What's the difference between no. a good lawyer and a bad lawyer? I don't know. Bad cool lawyer lets the case drag out for years. Good lawyer can make it last even longer. Oh. <laughs> huh? See what they did there? So Nice. All right, so let's talk about this Naperville uh, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings story. Um, I had initially given the family a lot of credit because they didn't immediately call an attorney and say we're suing. Uh, I don't know that they're suing now, but certainly there's been more noise made of it. Has Buffalo Wild Wings acted appropriately, and will this end up in court? You know, I'm surprised, too, Steve. I had that exact same thought, because usually when you have something like this happen, you're, you've got the lawyer involved and there's a lawsuit. But uh, the family seems to have been satisfied with what uh, the co- company is doing, which is basically saying we're going to train our employees, we're going to do sensitivity training, we're going to ban these people who made these comments and made these suggestions uh, from this restaurant forever, and they seem to be satisfied with that. And um, I, I, hope, I hope that's the case. You you know, I, I've heard a lot of people say, I don't think this happened. I, I don't believe people would do this. You know, I'm not so sure. I've seen quite a bit of, um, especially recently, people feel the need and feel the, the freedom to say things that I haven't heard in years. So, you know, who knows exactly what happened, but it sounds like that company is really handling it well, and um, hopefully it will go away. Nobody is disputing that's paid attention to this, that the incident actually happened. Um, I think what people are stunned by is the fact that you would have somebody come in and you'd open with what race are you? And then you would, you would in a, an awkward, uh, and how could it not be anything but awkward way, defend the right for the racist to sit there while you ask the people of color to not. I mean, that's the insanity. I mean, it almost doesn't sound believable. But, well, it sounds you know, like a bit, that, but we know it happened. Are- yeah, it's uh, it's it's stunning. It really is stunning. All right, so uh, it, it'll be determined uh, whether or not this goes any further. Is there any legal basis here uh, for? I mean, you know, you can sue about anything. I know if you get somebody to take the case, I guess. Sure. You know, this is a public um, a place. You have a right to sit where you want to sit. And if you're being told and treated differently and told to sit somewhere else because of your race, um, that's discrimination and that's actionable. The question is, what are your damages? That's always the question, because a lot of times the law gets broken or the law is violated in some way. But what is the what are the damages that you got your feelings hurt, that you were upset, that you had emotional distress? How do you put a price on that? Do you sue and spend two or three years in the law system and going to court, and at the end of it, what's a jury going to give you? So, again, is there a lawsuit? Yes, but the damages are questionable. I mean, not, not that there's no damage. It's just that to prove it and to have some sort of substance at the end of all of it uh, may not be worth it in the long run. And there's no question racism exists. It exists every day. Having said that, this is a unique circumstance of stupidity like I've not been familiar with maybe in well, a very long time, a long time. Let's stay in the food business. It's McDonald's CEO that stepped down. 
Uh, is he going to be able to work again? Sure he will. Uh, he stepped down because he acknowledged he was having a consensual um, relationship with one of his employees. And according to the news accounts, that was against the rules of McDonald's Corporation. But I think it's kind of an interesting um, issue because you see a lot of romances in the workplace. I mean, it's very common. People spend eight, nine hours a day, and people get to know each other, and people have affairs. And normally, there's nothing wrong with it unless your policy handbook says that there is. The problem in this case is because he was a CEO, and one of his underlings is uh, having an affair with him, certainly there could be other people who work for him who say, oh, she's getting better treatment than I'm getting treatment because she's sleeping with him. And that's where you have the issue of discrimination and the issue of quid pro quo, as they call it, sexual harassment, sexual discrimination. And, and that's why you can't have a CEO, you know, having relationships in the workplace. Are you sick of the term quid pro quo? Yeah, it's been in the news quite a bit, as you know. Yes, it has. Yeah. It's Latin for what? The, 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 the quid pro and quo? I think it means, yeah, you know, I think it means this for that, something to that effect. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I give you this, you give me that. Uh, last one. Uh, R. Kelly is getting a, uh, a lawyer to specialize in plea negotiations. So is he accepted he's going to be in jail? No, I don't think so. I think uh, Jeffrey Steinbeck is a great lawyer. He it really does have a concentration. He knows those uh, sentencing guidelines, and he knows how to manipulate them, and he knows how to argue them. And so if there is a possibility of uh, R. Kelly settling this case, Steinbeck would be the optimal person. Remember, we have four cases for, for R. Kelly. We have two, one in Chicago State Court, one in Chicago Federal Court, one in New York, and one in Minnesota. So any resolution of one of these cases might be good for Kelly, but then he's got three more. So I think Steinbeck might be looking at this as what can we do to globally resolve all of these issues, have R. Kelly spend as little time in prison as possible, and move on here. Because obviously there's a point where, you know, four cases against you in, in four different jurisdictions, that's, that's a lot of government power coming down on you at one time. So a uh, guy sees a lawyer on the street. He said, boy, you look cold. He said, uh, well, I've got my hands in my own pockets tonight. See what I did there? <laughs> it's another lawyer joke on the Internet. Um, Karen Conti, thank you. You are so welcome. People send me lists all the time. And uh, we live in a list world because we don't have yeah. time to really read or consume anything. They're so called, lists are handy. They're referred to as listicles often. <laughs> yes. And, and by the way, keep your listicles warm this winter. <laughs> Uh, so uh, this uh, one-hit wonder list uh, was a home run for me because, you know, I'm an old disc jockey. Mm-hmm. I've played all these records. What was your DJ name? I went with one. Well, I don't want to. Steve Cochran. Yeah. No, you had another one. I had one in college that I can't repeat here. Okay. Yeah, but Steve Cochran. Uh, greatest one-hit wonder. This is from the Textures. 815. Telestar by the Tornadoes. I don't know that song. Telestar by the Tornadoes. Anyone? Anyone? Uh, no. Anyone? It sounds familiar. I feel like Dave is going through the Rolodex in his mind tel- right tel- now. Telstar was the thing when I was a kid. Telstar was. Telstar. Oh, okay. that's the. I think that's the is song. Is that a phone line? Phone company? That's a satellite. Oh. <laughs> yeah. A 708, the Baja Men, Who Let the Dogs Out. Yeah. Oh, I remember that song. I, I could be oof, fine with oof. never hearing yeah. that song again. Oh, me be too. Perfectly Ugh. fine. The video had a lot of cute dogs in it. There you go. Margaret, our friend Margaret in Bridgeport, uh, the best one hit wonder of all time, Lakeshore Drive by Eliota Haynes and Jeremiah. Yeah. It's a great song. It, it really is. is. And, and what's the the other one? Uh, 
Daddy was a cop on the east side of Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, paper, Tonight, Chicago died. Paper Lace. Paper Lace, yes. I think it was Paper Late, wouldn't it? I think it was. I thought, yeah. well, that makes more sense. Yeah, we sense. could never figure it out. It's always like, is it Lace? Is it Late? Yeah. <laughs> 708, uh, best uh, one-hit wonder, 217, I should say, best one-hit wonder, Chevy Van by Sammy, Sammy Johns. Remember that song? I'm rocking in my Chevy Van. Yeah, it's a good song. It's about never knew the rest of the She's looking at us like, I don't know any of these. Chevy truck. And that's all right with me. Yeah, and I think it was fooling around in the car. I think that's what oh, yeah. Chevy Van was. Mm-hmm. Uh, six zero. Here's another song I never need to hear again. Take on me by Aha. Aha. Oh, I know that song. Is it like Take yeah. on? Very innovative video of the time because it was like squiggly vision of pencil drawings. Oh, yeah. See, I like. That. They only had one song. Well, I think they their right to do music was taken away after that. <laughs> yeah. I, tired I like that song. Eight one five. Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something. That's a great song. Remember the song Breakfast at Tiffany's? Like Deep Blue Something. Da, 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 breakfast, breakfast at Tiffany's. Tiffany. Okay, isn't that the Friends song? No. no. <laughs> it was from something. It was in a movie. It, it I'll be there for you. Okay, but it sounds like that. <laughs> uh, but the one that comes up again and again and again on these early texts, and the text question is, your favorite one-hit wonder, Dexie's yep. Midnight Runners. It's one of those songs where you probably never locked in on the lyrics. The entire song's about uh, this guy uh, uh, getting with this girl. Eileen. Eileen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know an Eileen. That must be so cool to be named Eileen, which is kind of an, an obscure, no, I mean, it's not a super common name, and have a song about you. And that's a great song. How, what year was that, Steve? Was that 80, like early 80s? 82, maybe? Yeah, or it was, I was in college, I remember. 81, we, 82, something like that. When MTV was around, Come On Eileen was it's constantly on. a big, big on. deal. Oh, my gosh. And another song, this is a great song, too. Uh, give me a little Norman Greenbaum uh, if you would, uh, Super Joe, uh, a great one hit wonder. Spirit in the Sky. Yeah, I've just got to. I've got to assume that Norman Greenbaum was difficult to work, to work with because that's such a great song musically. I can't believe he didn't have another hit. Yeah, they must have all dropped out of the band after that. <laughs> Norman's become impossible. We can't work with him anymore. So 312-981-7200, what is your favorite one-hit wonder? Uh, coming up, uh, we got a certificate for desktop time pre-lit sports-themed artificial trees from Tree Time Christmas Creations in Lake Barrington. Dean will be there, as in Dean Richards. Except uh, no substitute, except no other Dean. That'll be Sunday morning. From 9 until 1 this Sunday, November 10th, and everybody that comes in gets a 15% Dean's discount off everything in the store that day. So that's pretty good. Uh, There's something called eggnog cocktail. Eggnog wine cocktail with 13.9% alcohol by volume. Isn't that a lot? Um, hmm. Well, it depends. I guess you're just going to be a one and done. Eggnog, which, of course, refers to the part of the chicken where the egg and the nog come from. <laughs> That's not right. It's not? Don't you squeeze the chicken until the <laughs> no, nog comes out? No. Oh. It's, uh, it's something we'll discuss shortly, but stay by for it. Eggnog wine cocktail, perfect for your holiday party or really, really disturbing. Mm-hmm.
see our Steve Cochran show. We're all musical. You know, normally the slogan for this show, the slug line, the thing that we've uh, subscribed to for years is uh, simply this, much less music, much more talk. And that's been a big hit for us, Dave. No question. Remember much more talk Tuesdays where every Tuesday we'd talk more than we would on other days? Yeah, I do remember mm-hmm. that. It's all good. Anyway, uh, we will have more of these one-hit wonders coming up because the text line's exploding with your favorite one-hit wonders. Stand by for that. Uh, here's the eggnog story. You know, with something that's important, you can't let it wait. I have eggnogs and uh, Krispy Kremes. Which would you guys prefer? Uh, eggnog. Uh, Costco is now selling something called eggnog wine for the holidays, just in time uh, for eggnog to turn up everywhere. These bottles uh, clocking in at 13.9% ABV. Dave, uh, what's a beer have alcohol by volume? Is that 8%? It can be anywhere from like 4% for like your basic. The four plus percent, I near think, near beer, but like for like a Budweiser or oh, okay. something like that. So, and this gets a fair amount of the pop craft dude. brews, probably get because it, it reflects the uh, the amount of alcohol. And this has a fair amount of pop to it, then, yeah, yeah, 13.9 percent. Uh, eggnog uh, with a dash of rum or brandy is a popular holiday uh, situation, as you know, but why call it wine? According to the Reddit thread, state liquor laws may play a part in branding the product. Either way, a 1.5 liter bottle of holiday fun is eight ninety nine. That's a 1.5 liter bottle. If you want eggnog wine cocktail, anybody going to drink this? Anybody? Uh, I would do it. I don't know. I like it. If you get eggnog I enjoy eggnog, especially the homemade fresh eggnog, but I'd be willing to try this. Which part do you like better, the egg or the nog? I like them both equally. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a nog man myself. <laughs> I, I We drank eggnog as a kid because my parents had it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever wanted to get Well, we used to get that, like, the we, we used to get our milk delivered, Steve. Back. Oh, I no, remember it was that. delicious. Yeah. Then the they would bring egg, eggnog during the holidays. I remember that. Right? I bet that was delicious eggnog. It was uh, non-alcoholic, obviously. Right. right. I mean, it's so rich, you can only have a very little yeah, amount. Well, especially if, if you're focus, la- not especially if you're, if you're lactose intolerant. If you're disciplined and you really focus, you can drink and eat everything. Uh, I don't know. Why mess it up, though, with wine? And why mess up wine with eggnog? You know, I, I don't I get that. I do the... love it with rum. So. No, that's a very good and point brandy. by Mary Vandeville. Those two can live separately. They don't yeah, need to be combined. Everything understand. doesn't need a combination. That's, that's right. right. Have you ever had glug? Glog? That's... I beg your pardon? <laughs> Uh, um, you know, the Swedish wine, it's yeah. also a mixture of a bunch of alcohols, just for the holidays. Is that name right? I feel like I've heard of it, but was it Glug? It's a Glug. 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 Okay. <laughs> Simons in Andersonville has a really Tasty, is it? Tasty and high octane. Here's the Krispy Kreme story. Okay. Kid from Minnesota, college kid. There's no Krispy Kremes in the Twin Cities. So a kid from Minnesota would drive 250 miles to Iowa, to a town in Iowa, to the nearest Krispy Kreme. He'd buy 100 boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts. On the way back, he'd stop at eight different places over his 250-mile drive. He'd take the Krispy Kreme Aww. bag, he'd put it on top of his car, park in a parking lot. People would come by and go, you got Krispy Kremes? And he'd sell the donuts oh. instead of for eight or nine bucks a dozen for 17 or 18 bucks oh, a dozen. I thought this was like he was giving it away. I no. Oh, this wow. guy's a hustler. Double the number. Double the number. And he's raised money to pay off his college debt. Oh, well, then I'm all for it. Krispy Kreme wasn't. 
Krispy Kreme oh. gave him a cease and desist, told him to shut it down. They said it was about keeping the quality of the product fresh. We don't have these stores in Minneapolis. So what do you care if the quality of the product is fresh? No, I get it. I get why the quality of the product matters. However, there was enough of a public outcry about this. New development overnight. Krispy Kreme says, keep at it, man. We're with you. And they sent him 500 free boxes of donuts. As they should. The kid's just trying to pay off his student loans. He's marketing Krispy Kreme. That's right. He's getting it done. He's out there. He's hustling. I'm telling you what. He's making Minnesota fatter. Oh, it's... Later, loser. (laughs) Sorry. Later, loser. Later, loser. Uh, Good morning, Mr. President. How are you, sir? Hey, Cochran, you know what? After we finish up here and your listeners have a chance to read the transcript of our conversation, I think they'll agree that this was a perfect call. Perfect call. You are really into that, uh, that perfect you gotta call. you got to read it. Perfect the transcript, thing. it's all there. Anything new with you? Hey, did you hear that I'm moving? You know, actually, I did. You're leaving New York, heading to Florida. You're going to be a permanent Floridian? I'm finally doing it, Cochran. I'm packing up my little Trump Tower starter penthouse, and I'm heading to the beautiful <laughs> state of Florida, where I'll be welcomed by everyone with open arms and liver spotted hands. Okay, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving the city that never sleeps, and I'm arriving in the state where everybody's snoring away by 7.30 right after Jeopardy. Well, that's true. You know, frankly, Florida's the perfect state for me. You know, it's spring break all year round. I'm the same color as the state fruit, and True. they have perfect non-controversial elections there. What's not to like? Sounds like you've thought it out, sir. Uh, ha- have you started the moving process? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. As we speak, my custom-designed solid gold Trump Tower master bath toilet, that I lovingly refer to as Tweet Force One, <laughs> is being shipped down to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> uh, is there anything you're going to miss about New York? You know, I'm really going to miss the dirty water vendor hot dogs and the falafel stands run by those guys on the no-fly list. I really, they're really good, really good. So Donnie Jr. is going to be on the View. I think it's I think it's Thursday. He's plugging his new book. His girlfriend Kimberly Guilfoyle will be with him, and he's going to go head to head with your Whoopi, your Joy, your Megan McCain, your Sonny Hostin. Uh, you know, I mean, what do you think of that? Well, you know, the real question you should be asking is, who the hell is Sonny Hostin? I mean, didn't she fight Muhammad Ali back in the 60s? <laughs> Other than that, I got nothing. Zero name recognition for that broad, believe me. Now, as for my son, Donnie, I really hope they treat him, and that clearly not in any way surgically altered older girlfriend of his, <laughs> with the utmost of respect. I really do. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, his book is called Triggered. You think it's going to do okay? Are you kidding? It'll do fantastic. And not because I just ordered a half a million copies on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Hey, Pence, we ordered those already, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Don Jr. will be on the bestseller list as early as Monday, my liege. <laughs> great. Bigly great. And who knows? Maybe a week after that, Oprah's Book Club? Does she still do that? I, I, you know, I don't know. All right, let's turn to Mexico for a minute. Uh, those smugglers are reportedly sawing through new sections of the border wall. What's that? What's, that's a problem. Yeah, I'm going to have to call fake news on that one, Cochran. But if they did saw through something, it was an older, weaker portion of the Obama part of the wall. Okay. okay. And we intend to replace that. Ah, Most people say they didn't cut through it. Some say they did. You know, it's no surprise. If anybody is skilled at using a saw, though, it's the Mexicans. Okay. I see them in the Home Depot parking lot all the time. Not racist at all. Uh, Mr. President, an appeals court ruled that you have to turn over eight years worth of your tax returns. Now, frankly, a lot of folks are wondering... What's the big deal? Why are you hiding them? Why are you fighting so hard on this? Are you going to ask the Supreme Court to look at this? Yes, but not to worry. Not to worry. I've already sent Justice Brett Kavanaugh 100 cases of beer before the ruling. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's part of our quid pro quo agreement. <laughs> Very different agreement. It's totally legal, completely legal. I even think uh, Brett's buddy Squeeze involved. Okay. Now, the impeachment inquiry goes on. Any comment on the former ambassador, Gordon Sumlund, changing his testimony in the record saying there was, in fact, a quid pro quo with Ukraine? Can you believe this guy, Cochran? I mean, Sondland says his memory has been refreshed. Mm-hmm. Really? This guy makes Adam Schiff seem credible. Look, I don't trust that Gordon Sondland guy at all. Have you seen this guy? He looks like the sleazeball who tried to sell you that extended warranty on your dishwasher. You know, you're not, not entirely off base, sir. Uh, sir, uh, I don't know if you've got the story, but uh, Ted Nugent, big supporter of yours, the rocker Uncle Ted. Ted. You, you like Ted, do you? You're, you're big Uncle Ted, Ted, the Motor City Madman. I love that. Um, he's made his own version of your podcast. Popular MAGA hats, the red ones, they say in white lettering, and I can't say the last two words, but you'll know what I'm talking about, re-elect that MFR. I guess that's a compliment? Well, it's a, it's a trademark violation, but I'll look the other way because I like Ted. You know, Nuge is a great supporter. He's a great guitar player and a great hunter. In fact, I'm a big fan of all hunters, except for Hunter Biden. Yeah, he's a low life. But all the other hunters are good. Yes, I like him. Hey, listen, I read that you canceled National American Indian Heritage Month. That doesn't seem like a great idea. It was slated for November. You replaced it with National, National American History and Founders Month. You getting some grief on this? Now, look, I don't have anything against the Native Americans, Cochran. They're the reason we have one of the most tremendous holidays ever, Thanksgiving. And I don't know why the Native Americans are unhappy. They're, they're making a killing off those casinos. I mean, hundreds of millions and millions of dollars. As Elizabeth Warren would say, that's a lot of wampum, believe me. <laughs> Finally, your former uh, press secretary, Sean Spicer. This dude's just unbelievable in his bright green shirt, surviving every week on Dancing with the Stars. Just keeps advancing annoying the judges uh, a lot of people are upset liberals screaming over this any comment is he something else or what i will tell you spicy's got him so triggered it's so fun to watch and did you know spicer's the first dancing with the stars contestant to actually have a physique that looks just like the mirror ball trophy <laughs> he's amazing the viewers love him even though spicy dances like he doesn't hear the music play that was a song, wasn't it, Dave? I dance like I don't hear the music playing? That's it. Yeah. yeah that's you know, one. that show is so popular with Spicy, by the way, Cochran. The producers are launching a Ukrainian version of the show over in the spring with Rudy Giuliani. What are they calling that? They're calling it Dancing with the Czars. <laughs> oh, well, that's a perfect ending to this because I know you're out of time. Thanks for calling. Later, loser. <laughs> As I said before, I really think he's warming to me. Uh, all right, let me get this. This is a very important eggnog contribution. John. Hey, good morning, guys. I just want to let you know, if you're looking for old-fashioned eggnog, Overweiss Dairy still makes it, still delivers it to the house in glass bottles. It is the best eggnog out there right now. Are you, you can also you, get it in a lot of stores. You like the egg or the nog? Yes, it's a little tough getting the nog out of that egg, though. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That's good. The uh, one-hit wonders list uh, that I referenced, which led to the text question, what's your favorite one-hit wonder? Listeners chiming in all over. 727, 500 miles. I would walk 500 miles, and I would walk 500 more. I love that more. song. It's so romantic. Yeah. How many, yeah. how many you miles would you romantic? walk? You think it's romantic? Well, that's it's a love song. <laughs> yeah, it's it romantic. is. And I'd walk yeah. 500 miles to get to you. How it's pretty rough for a love song. It's kind of a romantic marching song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of-
kind of like. How I'm walking, I'm walking. Mm. How many miles would you walk? I would walk. Why am I turning it into a B-52 song? I would walk five, 500 miles. <laughs> Man, we had some great music in the 70s when I was a kid growing up. We also had some incredible crap. Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jackson. It was all about people dying and yeah. car crashes. We had joy. We had fun. Yeah. <laughs> we had Seasons in the Sun. Very depressing. But the we wine and the song, like the seasons are all gone. That's so sad. The Last Kiss. Oh Remember that? Last Kiss, sure. You're out on a date in my daddy's car. How about Daddy, Don't You Walk So Fast? Yeah. yeah and was another one. Was Daddy yeah. walking away from you? Uh, leaving he was the, leaving because of the divorce. Yeah, yeah he left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so and much. Bobby Goldsboro also did a song called "Honey," oh. which is about his wife dying. Yeah. Oh yeah. But now there's a tree there. And there's a tree. See the tree? How big it's grown? See, but friend, it hasn't been too long. That was it wasn't that, uh, big. That was that eco funeral thing we were talking yeah. about the other week. Yep, exactly <laughs> right. Then there was tie yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. A lot of tree stuff. But that was victorious because yes. that was when your relative gets out of jail. You come back and you celebrate his right. return. Yeah. There was a song about someone coming out of jail. Yeah, Tony Orlando. Yeah. But then it turned in. Then it turned into a. Uh, but that's what it turned into. Well, then yeah. it was tying yellow ribbons. A hundred right. yellow ribbons round. Yeah, that's the end of the yeah. song. Six three zero Mississippi Queen. That's a good song. So was, uh, I heard this song yesterday. Ram Jam Black Betty. Oh, Black Betty. Ram Jam. Oh, I like that song. Yeah. I've heard of that song. That's a good one. I'm going to sing the hooks to all, the, all of these to you. I know none of the words, but I know how it goes. Dun, 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 dun. 630, a uh, ridiculous one-hit wonder. Uh, the band was called Men Without Hats. Hmm. Australian band. We Can mm-hmm. Dance. How did oh, it that's go? a good one. We can dance. We can dance. Oh, da, 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 da. It's very robotic. Wanna, is that how it goes? Yes. Dun, 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 dun. It's robotic, like I would walk 500 miles. 847, Ice Ice Baby, and a lot of those. 847, Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. How's that go? Relax, don't do it. Let yourself go through it. Relax, don't do it. I The Zoolander song! Relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't get don't don't get too deep into that one. Yeah. It's another good one, though. Um, and uh, Joe uh, from our list, Joe, give me uh, give me number three when you're ready. Um, and the seven or eight. There you go. <laughs> this is an actual smash hit. Oh yeah, what, 1970 maybe. The Archies and Sugar Sugar. It's awful. <laughs> and a 708 texture helping out says the ultimate one hit wonder is obvious. It's Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. so, wow. Keep them coming. 312 981 7200 is the number. Uh, Bill Murray did a famous version of number four on our list, Joe. Uh, and uh, uh, saying it loud, saying it proud. This is a great song. It's a great, great song. Roll it. She serves them whiskey and wine. You know, it's a lot of the songs are about love. There's a lot of love songs out there. Never heard of that song. So not, not like a plumbing song. You never heard Brandy? Never heard Brandy. Mm-mm. Well, how much of a sheltered wow. childhood did you Brandy. have? There's a port in a western bay. Brandy. Chips. Chips from far away? Mm, no. Oh, that was, that was Brandy? 
He, he made a, it clear he couldn't stay. No Harbor was his home. He Wait, never had another he, song? Who's the woman he's trying to make his wife? Uh, that was Brandy. a local, local barkeep. Brandy. Yes, Brandy. Oh, mm-hmm. no, I've never heard of that song. I never really understood why, why uh, Brandy just couldn't hop on a boat with him and go. You know? I think that was frowned upon in those days. Ah, yeah. no, no girls on a boat. Um, and now the list I mentioned that led all this is VH1's uh, 100 Greatest One-Hit Wonders of All Time. Remember when VH1 and MTV used to play music? <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Uh, number 100, Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas. Whoa, ho, ho, ho. Oh, God, is that an awful song? That was the worst. Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting. Those guys were fast as lightning. Oh, God. Blind Melon, No Rain is on the list. Stacy Q, Two Hearts. Uh, well, there it is. Tag Team. Yeah, they never had another hit. Right, uh, that, that gets played every time there's a home run at Wrigley Field. Yeah. Today. Oh, there it is. Nobody knows who it's from. That's so. That, that's got to be. If you went around thirty thousand people and you said, "Who's doing that song?" Yeah, I have no idea. I, I don't oh, know. Yeah, that. I just like it. Uh, Bow wow wow! I want candy from the early eighties. <clears throat> uh, I want candy. Yeah, I know that one. Uh, Jeannie C. Riley, Harper Valley PTA. Remember that? Oh yeah. I'm going to tell you all a story about a Harper Valley widow's wife. How does that go? You don't want to know. Uh, four non blondes. What's up? It comes in at number ninety four. Oh, I know that song. David Soul from Starsky and Hutch, right? Yeah. Oh, he was the worst. Singer. Don't give up on us, baby. Oh, because here's the deal, especially song. in the seventies, it still existed in the in eighties and nineties, but more so in the seventies. I think if you had a sitcom hit or a mm-hmm. show hit, they're going to get you a record deal as well. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, like David Hasselhoff, <laughs> Eddie Grant, Electric Avenue. Eddie Grant was great. I don't know why he didn't have more hits. I'm going to rock down to Electric Avenue. That is a great song. It's a tremendous. Well, there's a bunch of these songs. Oh, no, we're going to rock down to Electric Avenue. That's not it. There it is. Yeah, it is. Of course it's it. Well, who's that singer? <laughs> that sounds like a cover. Maybe it's a cover. Maybe it's the fastest yeah, we could get it. That's a fake one. That's, but that's I'll, I'll but notify that's Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, thanks. That's know. not a yeah, Tell Spotify they're in trouble. <laughs> well, as the uh, wedding gets colder, I don't know if you noticed we skipped fall. We <laughs> did. Uh, a young and its thought turns to basketball. Not that you're giving up on football, the football season, but you got to do both. It's that time of year. That's exactly right. Chris Collins in his seventh season as the head coach of the Northwestern men's basketball team. Um, and uh, he has led Northwest to an increased win total each season. Very exciting run a couple of seasons ago where you guys went out west and almost shocked the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right there. And, uh, you know, the continuing amazement I have about Northwestern, and this football season aside, is to be able to recruit the kind of athletes that come in here because they truly are student athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Collins joins us now. Hello, my friend. It's been too long. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Hope uh, hope everyone had a great summer and, and many fall as we're now into winter. Yeah, fall was about six hours, um, <laughs> maybe seven. I know. Um, and uh, Coach Collins, can you believe it's been seven years? It actually has gone really fast. Uh, I was talking about it with my family the other day. Uh, it's been it's been great to be here. It's it's been an awesome seven years, but it has been a blur. 
and um, you know we're getting excited to get going with another season. It's it's crazy that it's here again, and we got. Uh, I, I saw David practice uh, a couple weeks ago, and and he had to get his roster out. We have so many new guys. He's got to he's got to learn a whole new team. How's so his jumper uh, look? Is his jumper gotten any better? And it's I'm talking about. I, he didn't get. I think he's saving something because he yeah. he kind of he kind of stayed coy in the side. He, he normally comes out and shows off, but mm-hmm. uh, I think mm-hmm. he, I think he's got something up his sleeve. So I think we got to wait till the season starts. I don't want to. I don't want to intimidate any of the freshmen, but <laughs> but you do have. I mean, so many new guys on this team, and I, I just got the sense, Chris. When I talked to you a couple times over the summer and then at practice, that you've got a different level of excitement about this group that maybe even though you had some great players with you in the past and the group that took you to the tournament and, and Vic Law, who graduated after last season, Derek Pardon, but you seem a little more amped up about this group is that a fair statement yeah i'm really i'm really excited to see what we can do with these guys you know i feel like uh we got a group of guys that are incredibly young uh we have 10 eligible scholarship guys playing this year and uh and eight of them are are pretty much new to the college game either freshmen sophomores or a grad transfer that that hasn't played cup competitive basketball since high school so um you know a lot of new guys but but there's there's a talent there that i can see uh there's a hunger there i can see there's a work ethic i can see and you know uh, as we know it's going to be a little bit of a process to build this thing back up uh, I just think this group has has the chance to to take us to some heights maybe that we've never seen before over these next couple of years. Yeah, because as they grow into themselves, they're going to get better and better. Having said that, you have the opportunity to surprise a lot of people this year with the talent on this team, don't you think? I think so. I hope so. You know, the we're not uh, you know one of these teams that's on the radar coming into the year, and and rightfully so. I mean, you look at our roster and. Uh, there's just a lot of guys that haven't proven themselves on this level. So uh, that being said, you know, we, we had a really good foreign tour this summer. We went to France and Italy, played some games. Uh, we've, we've had a good fall uh, preseason. Uh, it's time to get going here Friday night. But, uh, you know, we feel like we're better than we're being given credit for. And, you know, I know anytime you can use something like that, it can be it can be an advantage for you, you know, just to be a little bit under the radar and, and go about your business and keep working and, and, and having a little bit of a chip on your shoulder and, and hopefully being a team that can end up surprising some people. You've got some guys who were freshmen, not freshmen anymore, uh, and Pete Nance and Miller Cop, guys like that, and uh, people might be familiar with some of those names. But you also you mentioned the graduate transfer, and uh, this is really kind of a, an intriguing addition to your roster. And, Steve, this is a guy, Pat Spencer, who mm-hmm. played – lacrosse in college and won the basically it's the equivalent of the heisman trophy in college lacrosse and but he wanted to play basketball right and chris and pick up the story from there yeah, you know, Pat was a, a le- not not a good. He's a legendary lacrosse player. Many people feel he's the greatest of all time in that sport, and has most of the scoring records. Won won every award you could win in that sport. But his true passion has been basketball, and he was a, a standout high school player. But you know, threw himself into lacrosse for the last four years, and and realized he had one year left to play in college, and and wanted to play uh, wanted to play at a high level, and. 
through some mutual friends and coaching and, and kind of word of mouth, we got connected and brought him out on a visit and spent some time. And, and to make a long story short, we're, we're giving him a shot. And uh, he's been better than advertised. Uh, he can play. He's got to be a phenomenal athlete, right? Yeah, he's a great athlete, you know, and, and, and just the competitive spirit and, and drive. You know, it's you guys have been around a lot of great uh, people in a lot of different uh, avenues. And usually people that are elite in something, you know, they have an it factor to them. There's a there's a drive. There's a competitiveness. There's 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 just a little bit extra that they carry. And, and he has it. And obviously there's a lot of rust in basketball. He's, he's just getting his legs back underneath him and, and getting back in the swing of things. But it's not like a gimmicky thing. He's going to play. He's going to help us. And, and we're happy cool to have story. him. Yeah, it's a very yeah. cool story. Uh, Friday night, Dave, what time? Friday night, uh, 7 o'clock tip at uh, the new the year two for the new Welshrine Arena against Merrimack, a program which is uh, playing its first year of Division One, And uh, and you have a very exciting freshman I think your fans are going to love. you got to like this kid, Steve. Boo Booey. Boo Booey? Boo Booey. I love the name. <laughs> you got to be good if you have that name, right? Right. There, there's no other. Uh, there's no other chance. But he's an exciting young player, uh, a point guard. Um, comes from a basketball family of, of high level players, and and again, one of the one of those many young guys that we're we're really counting on to to help us grow into these next couple years, the next phase of our program. So when the crowd starts chanting, you can literally say they're not booing; they're saying boo. Yes. Right. Yes. So, right. so, so we always, yeah. if it's not going well, and we hear a lot of boos. It's just for me to put in boo. Yeah. There you go. Boo. <laughs> uh, that kid's gonna be fun, Coach. I'm excited to see you, and excited for another Northwestern basketball season here on 720 WGN. Thanks, guys. Always, always great to catch up. And remember, Steve's always only a phone call away. Yeah. Yeah. He... <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Nobody expects a slow, aging, bald, white guy in your backcourt at any given time popping three-pointers. I mean, nobody's going to see that coming. Hey, I, I've seen it firsthand, so I'm, I've am i been a believer for many years. You don't have to sell me. <laughs> All right, Coach. Talk Thanks. To you 745, one-hit wonders. You got one? 312-981-7200. Great list from you listeners. Songs I'd forgotten about. Uh, songs I tried to forget about. All right, so Steve Grzanich is in the newsroom. We'll be coming up in the Northwestern newsroom. Steve, um, you don't want to undersell, you don't want to oversell uh, yesterday's election day, but the fact that Kentucky, as Republican a state as there is in the country, now will have a Democrat governor is a big deal. Or is it less of a big deal because the outgoing governor, Matt Bevin, was such a jerk that he basically turned all the voters off? Yeah, it's it's hard to really say about that, but I mean, the fact of the matter remains: the Democrat did pull it off, and in some of the counties, I was looking through some of the vote uh, totals. Not only did the Democrat uh, come back to win some of the counties that Bevins, who was the Republican, won handily uh, in twenty, I believe twenty fifteen was the last election there, um, but um, the Bevins lost some of those deep red counties in the western part of the state. So um, there may have been something going on with his popularity, but you can't really undersell the uh, anti-Trump sentiment that may be out there, too. Mississippi, a home run for the Republicans. Uh, you got to not only win the popular votes, you got to win all the districts or majority of the districts there as well. And that's solidly Republican. But then in Virginia, 
the uh, the state house uh, and the state senate are both gone, right? To Democrats? Absolutely. That's the that's the uh, initial results. The Senate results from there, and it's interesting that that happened after Virginia. You remember that Virginia had a real bad uh, history of gerrymandering. Yep. And um, all of that changed since the last election. The, the major uh, re- change, there was a referendum, I believe. The, uh, the state decided to go a different way with that because the, the previous situation had it that if you, wo- if you won, you didn't necessarily win all of the seats. So uh, in the last election, the Democrats won most of their uh, elections, but they didn't. it wasn't enough to win uh, the full seat. So uh, the the way that that was uh, math- mathematically worked out uh, wasn't fortuitous to the Democrats. But since that was uh, shelved and put away, you win a race, you win the race. And that's what happened yesterday in Virginia. Uh, Bevin uh, tried to nationalize the race, said Trump in for a rally the other night. That didn't seem to help, obviously, in the end. Uh, he also seems to be doing sort of an amateurish impression of Trump, calling judges incompetent hacks and uh, talking about a power grab by activist judges when he uh, loses a ruling. Um, there's only one Trump. Right. And th- th- so there was also some of the situation with, with Bevin. Uh, he managed to make a lot of people angry in Kentucky. I was reading a story yesterday about how he was going after law enforcement. He had bad things to say about the state police in Kentucky. He went after teachers. So you add all that up together, and you, you not necessarily can't say it was a Trump situation, but he was unpopular, and, and they showed him the door apparently yesterday. Uh, that was really the major news that came out of yesterday's <clears throat> election because the, you know the off years uh, in the elections, and especially the year before the presidential election, generally speaking, pretty light. But we'll see what the Republicans and the Democrats do with yesterday's news, and if those trends mean anything at all. In the meantime, one hit wonder, Steve. Do you have a favorite one hit wonder? You know, um, gosh, I don't. I mean, I love "Take on Me," but from uh-huh. really? you mentioned that earlier. It's one of my favorite songs because I'm a kid of the '80s and mm. a child of the '80s. Lovely. Um, but uh, no, I can't say that I do have a, a one-hit wonder. No. Uh, Taxers keep uh, chiming in here. Six three zero, Ice Ice Baby, Vanilla Ice. Yeah, well, like they don't write them like that, that anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my nightmare. It's the one. Aha keeps seeping in. Because listen, when, when that vi- when that song came out and the video was on MTV and the animation in the 80s, that was something cool. That was like a new thing. It was like, wow. High tech. Yes. Yeah. And that guy could hit notes. Listen to that. That's just tight underpants. That's all that is. <laughs> Great song from the 224, someone that I used to know. Remember that? Is mm-hmm. it, was it Gotya? Gotya? Yeah, that's not that. It's not that old. Yeah, that's not very old at all. How does that one go? You're just someone that I used to know. Yeah, someone yeah, like that. They have time to make to another one. It's not even that old. Uh, well, now they're out of the business. Oh. Uh, 770, uh, I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm too, too sexy, sexy for my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculously contagious. Love song. it. <laughs> 317 in the year 2525 by Zagar and Evans. Remember that? Like a oh, rock opera. That was great. In the year 2525, with If Man is Still Alive. <laughs> yeah, if we are still alive. Hope, hope so. Five years. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Radar Love by Golden Earring. Oh, that's a great song. Popcorn by Hot Butter. The entire song was just this night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I used to love that song. Yeah. I would dance around to that. I don't know how, but now that I think about it. <laughs> um, and uh, It's Raining Men by The Weatherman. Oh, my all-time favorite. That's mine. You know who wrote that? I think I'm right about this. Who? Paul Schaefer. Didn't Paul Schaefer <gasps> write It's Raining Men? I Letterman's did hear band somebody guy? famous did write that. Is it, like, I think I'm right about that. It's raining. 
Men. Men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, raining men. men. I hear that all the time Hallelujah. in Boys Town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look that up for me, will you? Is Paul, did Paul Schaefer write It's Raining Men? I, I think that's right. If I'm wrong... What do we get? Uh, <laughs> yeah. If I'm wrong, G, G told me that was the answer. You're right. Uh, written Here's by Paul, Paul Jabara and Paul Schaefer in 1979. Okay. Yes, who's Paul Jabara? I don't know. Paul Schaefer's friend. <laughs> Here it goes. The weather goes. Couldn't be more exciting. Look how excited I am. <laughs> you don't look excited. Uh, Super Joe, give me number five in a second here. Number five or number nine, either one of those on our list. In the meantime, uh, a few more. 630 Texter says, you get what you give, the new Radicals. That was a good song. Oh, uh, I love that song. It was a good song. 773 Ace of Bass, I Saw the Sign. Oh, yeah. I Saw the Sign. Oh, but they the had worst. other hits too, didn't they? Ace of Bass? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just read that Diana Ross turned down It's Raining Men. What was wrong with her? Is that true? And know. Donna Summer and Cher and Barbara Streisand before. Well, could the, you hear Barbara Streisand doing Barbara It's Raining Men? I don't think I hear Barbara should have done it. Bet, Bette Midler should have done it. Oh, yeah, that would have yes. been good. Been yeah. perfect for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, 312 Purple People Eater. He was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Tracy Chapman, Fast Car from 708. A four seven hocus pocus by focus. Hard to believe they're only a one hit band. They ran out of song titles that would rhyme with their their band title. But uh, this the knack. Yeah, okay, the this knack. is. I had this album. Get the knack. I lost it in my flood in the basement. Oh, no kidding. So bombed. <laughs> the knack. Nineteen seventy nine, baby. What a year. It was like, I have no that. idea what he's saying though. My Sharona. My yeah. Sharona. <laughs> Yeah, my Sharona. Na, 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 na. But what's the rest of it? My, my, only my, my, one? my Sharona. My only one? Uh, we'll have a full forensic testing unit. Get back to you on that. Ladies and gentlemen. Dean Richards joins us from Channel 9. Citizens of the world. Some of the world's greatest entertainers are here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you. And tonight, guess what? It's going to be Dean. Remember when VH1 used to play music? I do remember. Uh, remember when MTV used to play music? Yeah, the music video, crazy uh, concept. Um, VH1's greatest one-hit wonders uh, started this this morning. Textures just, just jamming texts in, just throwing them at me. Of one-hit wonders. Of one-hit wonders. Like what? Achy breaky heart. Billy Cyrus. Achy breaky. Oh god, he should have been arrested, and thrown in jail for the rest you of his did, life. You uh, did mean achy breaky heart dance. Though. Yes, I did. I remember that. Uh, Thelma Houston, Don't Leave Me This Way. No. Bust a Move, uh, Young MC. Um, let's see. You Gotta Be, Desiree. That was a good song. Men Without Hats, Safety Dance. There was a, uh, it wasn't Men Without Hands. It may have been Men Without Pants. There was another Australian band, like a knockoff band. I can't think of who it was. Greatest title of a song ever, If You Leave Me, Can I Come Too. And it was this terrible cheap video where a couple is arguing over uh, a little kitchen table and uh, she ends up leaving and by the end of the video he leads a group that gets bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually there's thousands of people following this woman that's the whole thing wow 
I know what boys like is on this list. Biz Markey, Just a Friend, Quiet Riot, Come on, Feel the Noise, Putting on the Ritz by Taco. Oh, I remember that. Edie Brickell and the Bohemians, What I Am. Um, is Edie Brickell still married to Paul Simon? I believe so. Jermaine Stewart, We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off. But, you know, it's a decent idea. And the listeners, that's the VH1 list. The listeners chiming in as well with 219 Cupid, Draw Back Your Bow. Here's a good one. Six that, was, that was the Spinners, though, right? Keep a drawback your boat, was the, it? The Spinners or Sam Cooke did that, and both of them had quite a few hits. All right, so you're you're saying I have to discount that. I'm discount. Not making that. Throw that one out. 630 favorite one-hit wonder. Hooked on a feeling by Blue Swede. Mm. Hooga shaka, hooga, hooga, hooga shaka. Remember that? I do. <laughs> uh, Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you. Um... My Sharona, we played from the Knack, Circle, Red Rubber Ball. Take a they, look. Circle had a couple of hits. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They should have been jailed after Red Rubber Ball. I liked Red Rubber That's Ball. That's a great ball. Well, no, song. you're both wrong. I enjoyed that. Uh, Bob Welch, Sentimental Lady. Did he go on to be a pitcher for the Dodgers? <laughs> he did. He was a very Fleet, successful pitcher. Fleetwood Mac? Bob Welch? Oh, was he in Fleetwood Mac? I think so. Hmm. Good idea leaving that band. They never amounted to anything, did they, Fleetwood Mac? Did they get anywhere? Me and you and a dog named Boo? Lobo. (laughs) (laughs) And and the writing was tremendous. Me and you and a dog named Boo, traveling and living off the land. I love that you remember that. The the Circle's other hit was Turn Down Day. Turn Down Day. It's a turn Doesn't make it right. It's a turn around day. And another 630, and this has come up a bunch of times, Starland Vocal Band, Afternoon Delight, oh, one of the great songs of all time. That is a classic. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight. Come on, boys, you know the words. Gonna find some afternoon delight. Ah, close. <laughs> I have a couple of classics. You The Macarena. Oh, yeah. Los Del, Del Rio. Rio. Yeah. Ice Ice Baby from yeah, Vanilla Ice. Sure. Yeah. And I think one of the great songs uh, by the group AHA, Take Me On. <laughs> Take On Me. Take On Me, right? Yeah. Uh, apparently, I'm the only one in the world who wants to punch somebody when I hear Take On Me. Really? It's oh, a good yeah. song. Yeah, we all like it. I love that song. That was right in the middle of my disc jockey years. So if I put you in a room and put that on loop? That'd be torture. Would? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be your purgatory? Yeah, it'd be one of them. Take on me. Uh, Jenny, I got your number. Eight six seven five three zero. And then Super Joe, when we come back, uh, give me a little of uh, an underrated one-hit wonder. It's number nine on our list when we come back. Did everybody wants to rule the world. Wasn't that a one-hit wonder? Everybody. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a I like that one. song, too. Not the Ethel Merman uh. version. <laughs> Wants to rule the world. <laughs> Tears for Fears. Dun, dun, oh, they had a bunch of hits. They did, yeah. Tears for Fears did. You're right. See, it's not exactly. business like show business. So you're saying my version is not exactly how it sounded? Are we annoying the listeners right now? How's that different than the other day? I mean, come on. Uh, all right, on more on entertainment today, Dean. Let me tell you what you have coming up. Oh, I can't wait. Ben Stiller, Batman, mm-hmm. all in the family. Yep. The Chicago Thanksgiving Parade Grand Marshal's announcement. Oh, did they pick me again? George Michael and Matt Damon and Jimmy Kimmel. That's all coming up in uh, more on entertainment. 
hear, hear what uh, Matt Damon told me about Jimmy Kimmel. Here's a clue. It's also what Mel Gibson once called me. <laughs> <laughs> now, they're actually pals, aren't they? I, yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. But what a great running gag. Feud, Every night he runs out of time. Hilarious. Every night at the end, of, I know you guys don't uh, step this late, but every night when Jimmy Kimmel ends his show, go, apologies to Matt Damon, we ran out of time. <laughs> you just picture him back in the green room night after night after night. Uh, this is more on entertainment, soon to be award-winning by someone who's got an extra trophy lying around. We'll come back more with Dean in just a second. It's a great song. Great song. Who is he? He's Bob Dylan's son. Jacob Dylan, right? Yeah. Isn't it Jacob Dean? He's Bob so Dylan's son. cute. Ooh. With one hit, and the difference between him and his Adorable. dad is he actually hit notes. <laughs> uh, it is uh, more on entertainment, Dean. Soon to come, our exciting rollout of our Christmas swag line, where you can order all sorts of more on entertainment logoed items. You are especially going to love the uh, more on Christmas ornaments. <laughs> What a great gift to give to friends. Hanging Dean and I from the tree. <laughs> How does Tree Time not selling these? We tried to get a deal with Tree Time, and they said, you understand we have a business, right? <laughs> By the way, Tree Time, you're going to be there Sunday? I'm going to be there Sunday from 9 in the morning until 1 with our big extravaganza, our pre-Veterans Day, because uh, it's way too early to call it a Christmas special. Uh, uh, show that we do with uh, live entertainment, lots of fun, lots of giveaways. Uh, Tree Time's going to be doing a uh, more fifteen percent off everything in the store, moron discount. But you have to say moron when you check out, right? I don't think so. Oh, you don't? Yeah, I don't think oh, you have okay. to really do anything. Okay, just show up during the uh, uh, nine to one period special times. But if you show up, you know, come to the broadcast area. I love when I'm doing a live show and people just shout things out and you know for no particular reason. <laughs> the moron dunce caps, I'm told, are redundant, but the moron underpants, uh, those are going to be a hot seller. You know what's great on top of your Christmas tree is the moron dunce cap. <laughs> right, Butter. instead of the traditional star. Yeah, instead of a star or angel, you put one of those moron dunce caps on the top of your tree. And really, the underpants make nice ornaments also. I'll tell you what, if you take the angel or the star down and replace it with us, it's a great conversation starter when Grandma comes over. <laughs> So, um, about seventh caller for the big uh, tree time uh, gift today, which is a certificate for a desktop pre-lit sports-themed artificial tree from Tree Time Christmas Creations in Lake Barrington, as Dean said. Nice. 15% off everything yep. while Dean's in the store. Yep. All right, Matt, Dad, Damon. So, uh, I was in Los Angeles yesterday, as you know, during my uh, bright and chipper drop-in uh, during the show yesterday morning. Uh, I, I know you find it hard to believe that I woke up about 20 seconds before I was talking to you on the air <laughs> yesterday morning. You almost made sleepiest guest of all time list. <laughs> well, I was overcompensating, trying to sound super awake. And uh, I was actually <laughs> still unconscious while I was talking right. to you. So I we don't should know. send you the tape. I don't know what I told you yesterday. You know what, Dean? I, or uh, I Super Joe, send Dean no, yesterday's I don't want clip. To. You got it, buddy. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I think I'm calling in sugar again tomorrow. 
<laughs> so I'm out there because it was the U.S. premiere of the new Matt Damon and Christian Bale movie, Ford versus Ferrari, which uh, is a, a, such a good movie, by the way. Oh, really? Maybe one of the best uh, race car movies that I've uh, seen in a long time, all based on a true story. It's based on the intense hatred uh, and rivalry between Henry Ford II, who wanted to introduce Ford cars into uh, international car racing, the Le Mans uh, race in particular in 1966, and his rivalry with uh, Enzo Ferrari, who had dominated the Le Mans. Uh, race for for years and years so it's the, the rivalry between these two guys the the car that is developed for ford is the ford gt uh and it is uh designed by carol shelby real life uh incredibly uh, famous car designer and driven by uh kenny mack who is uh christian bale uh, plays in this movie really exciting really well put together but uh, when I sat down with Christian Bale and Matt Damon, uh, I, I wanted to just throw a little fire on this uh, feud that's going on between Jimmy Kimmel sure. and Matt Damon. Who wouldn't? Uh, so, uh, well, here's, here's what I said to him. Would you say, uh, Matt, that the rivalry between uh, Ford and Ferrari was uh, greater or less than the rivalry between uh, Damon and Kimmel? Well, the Damon-Kimmel rivalry is pretty storied. He doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Jimmy Kimmel's a talk show host. Is he? Well, he's a. No, wait up! I thought I thought he was a parking lot owner. All yeah, I knew was last right. night they said, "Oh, yeah. we have to meet in the Kimmel parking lot." So uh-huh. I thought some bloke called Kimmel owned a parking lot. Yeah. Well, he does. He owns that parking lot too. And oh, because done, of that, he's, we he's were done good for himself. We then. were late to the premiere because he let his show out so that we were On blocked purpose. in. Yeah, because he's. Did that we were waiting to inconvenience. Well, he knew I was having a premiere, and he wasn't invited, and so he threw a little hissy fit and uh, and and clogged us in the parking lot. So that's Jimmy Kimmel because he's. (laughs) That's fantastic! Wow, see, that's why they love you, man. You love you because you throw stuff at them that they can roll with. I. Could not stop laughing when uh, when Damon was throwing this out. And Christian Bale legitimately did not seem to know who Jimmy Kimmel was. I can't believe that he hasn't been on his show at some point. Oh, he had to have been. But, uh, you know, maybe, I, I don't know if he was just playing along. He is an actor, after all. Or, you know, he was just, you know, just sort of not in the moment. But, but you know, Damon looks at me and goes, he has no idea what I'm talking about. Really? Right, he seemed right great. Now. He seemed legit when he said it. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny. Movie is great, though. It opens a week from Friday. I'll tell you much more about it then. But we are, we're going to start to see, starting next week, we're going to start to see the uh, really incredible holiday movie season begin with, with that movie. Um, a new Batman casting? Yeah, they uh, are uh, announcing that uh, Colin Farrell is in talks to play the Penguin in this new Batman movie that's going to be coming out in 2021. They already have Zoe Kravitz signed up to play Catwoman. They have Paul Dano signed up to play the Riddler. Matthew McConaughey is rumored to be joining the film as Harvey Dent slash Two-Face in the movie. And Andy Serkis is uh, said to be playing Alfred the Butler in this new movie. So they're lining up a pretty good cast for this movie that will star Robert Pattinson 
as uh, the new millennial Batman. Uh, Dean's got a George Michael story I think you find interesting all over TV this morning. Ben Stiller and some other celebrities doing a nice thing for veterans as well. And speaking of Kimmel, as you were, I assume he's behind the new All in the Family redo? He is. Uh, they're going to be bringing back, remember, and they redid All in the Family mm-hmm. uh, and the Jeffersons with a whole new cast. They're going to be doing the same thing with All in the Family and Good Times uh, this time. They have not announced any casting with this yet. But uh, I thought the last one was really fun. I, I really enjoyed it. They've asked me to play Jimmy J.J. Walker. Because? Dino my That's why. That's it. There's the reason. you got the signature down. Uh, the Chicago Thanksgiving Parade Grand Marshal's been announced. I've told him I'm not available. They didn't pick Steve me. Steve just it. likes to be asked. He never uh, uh, says yes, but Can't do he, it. he likes to be asked. But uh, our pal Miguel Cervantes, who plays uh, Alexander Hamilton in here in Chicago, he will be a co-Grand Marshal along with Chris Sullivan, who plays Toby on uh, This Is Us. Great choice. Yeah, yeah great choice. Uh, and uh, were you the runner-up? I was not in the uh, running at all. Although Dean and I are the ones who can give advice on grand marshalling parades. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we are. We we pretty much dominated the summer we grand did. marshal scene yep. this year. Have you kept track of how many times you've been a grand marshal? I have. Yeah, so what's the number? Uh, one. Yes. And uh, Dave, you're up three? Uh, one. Oh, I thought you had more than that. No, just one. Okay. G, ever been a Grand Marshal? Never. Mm. Mary, Grand Marshal? Ever? No, no. Okay. Love to. Okay. Here's my advice, though, to uh, Miguel and to Paul. Uh, when you're, you know, you kind of lead the parade, you're the first one up there. I suggest lip kissing as many people <laughs> on the sidelines as possible. <laughs> that was I, that people in Niles when I did the Niles Fourth of July parade, people loved that when I came up to them. That seems completely right. Uh, all right, buddy, thank you. Right. That's more on entertainment. All right, Steve Cochran show at eight thirty eight. Old friend Rita Rudner on the phone, and when I say old Rita, I mean me, not you. I'm hanging up now. <laughs> I said me. I'm hanging up now. I, I was in such a good mood about 60 seconds ago. I learned so much. I know what to do with my plumbing. My NASDAQ is down. I'm suing AT&T. There's a light drizzle. I come on. I'm in a good mood. And I hear the word old. I just How said it's me, not you. That's what they say. Oh, it's not. It's not you. It's me. No, what do they say? They do something like that. Uh, <laughs> I think we need counseling. Uh, Rita Redder okay, is coming to the beautiful Row in Crystal Lake. And as a matter of fact, we're going to give you a pair of tickets coming up. Uh, so stand Thank by for that. Thank you, because I want to go. Oh, no, no. you're not giving them to me. No, oh, no. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. You're in. Uh, let me brag about you for a second. Five books in now. Five books. I think the last time you were on, you were talking about I still have it. I just can't remember where I put it. Oh, I still have it. I just can't, I can't remember where I put it. It never went on sale. I couldn't remember. No, it did. It did very well. Now I've written my autobiography, but I'm saving that because I'm still alive. And I keep thinking of things to add. <laughs> so I'm not done yet. Uh, books out there, Naked Beneath My Clothes, Rita Rudner's Guide to Men, uh, Tickled Pink, Turning the Tables, got a Grammy you known know for everything. Tickled How do you Pink. know so much? I've stalked it you for years. Be because you're very, very old. It's <laughs> <laughs> just mean. It's just so mean. Uh, and uh, are you still working with your husband, Martin? Um. I think I'm still married to him. We did a play in New York this summer that we wrote. We did a musical, and we did it for two months, and it did really well in the summer. But then we're not going to do it anymore because then we don't, for reasons you don't have to understand. (laughs) But it was really, really fun. Was this that Choose a Crowd? 
Yeah, you know that too. We did that for two months and I tried to sing. And it was okay. I mean, you know what? I was on Broadway for a while. I was a dancer. I was Mm -hmm. on Broadway for 10 years. Me too. But, oh, you too. That's Mm -hmm. why we get along. Mm -hmm. And um, then I knew I wasn't going to be a really great singer because I could hear somebody sing and they were so good and they didn't get a job. So how was I going to get a job? But anyway, so I sang sang some songs, but they had like a note, a range of three notes. So I was okay. Um, and uh, here's the deal. Working with your husband, um, isn't that a little risky, or you guys really do love each other? It's not some sham Hollywood marriage. It's much riskier to have him work with a young blonde woman. Okay, so all right. I feel that if I'm sitting on the desk on the other side, it's a much better uh, situation than if a model <laughs> is sitting on the other mm. side. Because I think one of the things you have to say is what's more important to me. I turn down not a lot of things, but some things because I go, you know, I have a daughter and I have a husband and I have a dog to walk. I have dinner to make. So I don't go away that often. I work like three or four times a month now, which is really, really good. Rita, you have a lot of distinctions, um, a lot of accomplishments, but is it true that you have the longest running solo comedy show in the history of Las Vegas? Yes, but I'm not doing it anymore until next year because I have another deal that I'm negotiating for next year with a casino that I I can't say anything and I don't want to um I don't want to encourage a whistleblower. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> There's a lot of that out there. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say the word whistleblower. So uh, I don't know. It's not for certain yet, but it'll be next year. But again, I did it for 13 years and my feet were hurting. I wear really, really high heels. <laughs> I wore out me numerous too. gowns. Yeah, me too. And then I decided to do, again, we're alike. <laughs> then I decided to just do something else and, and take it a little bit easier because I've been working since I'm 16, but I still love to do my show. How do you, I mean, you have endless amounts of material, so you're just, are you writing almost every day? How are you keeping up? I I write things on my phone, and then I try not to erase them, and then I always, whenever I do a show, I add a little something into my show that I think might work, and it builds up time after time after time, so I end up with like, you know, half an hour new material a year, which is really good, and then I can pick and choose what I want according to the audience who's going to come see me. Now, uh, there's a network called Antenna TV. I don't know if you're familiar oh, with it. Is? Yeah, no, our, what is that? Our fancy uh, company owns it. And it's great nostalgia television, but they run Carson reruns every night. So you get to go back and you Ooh. get to see these debuts of the most famous comics uh, and people that have been a part of your lives forever. You get to see their first hits on Johnny Carson when Johnny Carson made everybody famous. But am I right about this? Don't you have a pretty famous story about the night you were supposed to be on Carson? Three nights in a row, they ran out of time for me, yes. And I sat backstage and I auditioned for the show for five years because I had given up by that time because the guy who who booked the show just didn't like me. I don't know why. I didn't go into his personal life. But he just wasn't a fan. And, you know, I'd been on David Letterman for five years by that point and I'd had lots of TV credits. And he just refused to even listen to me do jokes. And whenever I would say any start doing my set at the improv in california he would walk out wouldn't even listen so i said oh my gosh this isn't going to work out until the wife of bud friedman who owned the improv came to my rescue and he was she was sitting with this man named jim mccauley oh i whistle blew and um (laughs) then she said why don't you like rita she's really funny and he said okay i'll listen to her and then he listened to me and then um he said okay you can go on the show 
wasn't happy about it. Right. So then I was three times they ran out of time until Johnny Carson said, let's do a show called The Bump Show. And two other comedians, Daryl Savad and Rich Scheidner, um, we were, had been bumped numerous times. And he said, I'm going to make sure these kids get on. Called me a kid. I like that. He didn't say old, Rita. He said, I'm going to call you a kid. <laughs> well, you look so, like a kid. You um, look fabulous. Then all of a sudden, we had the bump show, and we all got to sit on the couch, and we all got to do our jokes, and it was really fun. Yeah, and, and you know, that was from an era, and I'm not excusing it all, but there was a whole era that Rita came up in and, and, and was a star through where a bunch of people in power went, well, women aren't funny. Mm-hmm. Women aren't stand You know, it's, it's a thing that happens. It's uh, some people... It's, uh, you can't go into people's, you know, backgrounds and figure out why they think what they think. But when you're a woman and you have a microphone, you're in a position of power. And you know, and when you're a woman doctor, you have a scalpel. You know, that's good too. Well, I'm but, gonna... um, <laughs> but I like having a microphone. So it's um, it's it's changed a little bit. I think yep. men are much yep. more um, looking at us as as equal human beings now. That we, you know, we're not just for as Jerry Lewis said. It's amazing you make babies or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, uh, the Antenna TV Carson reruns. I meant what I said. You could see all these people pop on. I'm now going to just uh, night after night after night wait for the bump show because I'm sure they're going to rerun it. Oh, I hope they do. And yeah. I just didn't. Um, I don't know if this is a competing thing. Probably not. But they're doing a um, Johnny Carson channel on Sirius Radio. And I did some interviews for them, too, about my with Johnny matter of fact, I heard you on there, um, and I hope they bring that back, because it was a, a limited run. Are you stalking me? I Is am. that what's happening well, I mean, here? Well, Are you stalking old Rita? Is that do, what you're doing? Do you have a mirror? Of course I'm stalking you. <laughs> oh, okay. That's who you are. See? Rita Rudner. You're at, very good looking. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> the guy behind her. Rita Rudner at the Row, uh, one week from Saturday. I believe it's the 16th. That's and, me. I'm going to be there, and it's going to be so much fun, and I'm going to be wearing a brand-new dress that doesn't wrinkle. Oh, very nice. And you'll love that great big stage. We've done uh, stand-up shows there many, many times, and it's nothing but fun. It's a great crowd out there, too. So you can go to Rita's website to link up with the Row. You can also go to the uh, Rouse website and get them. We'll give you both of those links in just a second. We'll post them as well. And I love you, and I'm glad you're on, and I can't wait to see you. Thank you very, very much. You have a wonderful day, and your light drizzle. All right. <laughs> it's fine. She's so pleasant when she stabs me in the back. I love how she yeah. does that. Yeah. She's really good. I can really learn good. a lot from her. I mean, she's been killing it for 30 years. I, the, 30 plus years. What she's seen and what she had to go through, I can only imagine. Yeah, and I think part of that, I, I double-checked on the Carson story, but I'll have to look back, but I'm almost positive she got bumped one of those three nights at the beginning of the show, which never happens, because you get bumped at the end of the show when you run out of time. Right. What's the excuse to get bumped in the beginning? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, was there a world tragedy or something? Well, there was always a rumor that this Jim McCauley, uh, who is in charge of you know finding comedians at, at the time, uh, just didn't like female comics. Oh, I believe that, for sure. But meanwhile, Joan Rivers had been a regular and a friend of Johnny's for a long time, until the Fox thing. So, anyway, a good chance for me to plug our deal, Antenna TV, Carson reruns every night. Dave, do you watch those Carson reruns? I, I do, and I tape them. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, really good. This is great. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, 8.47. The Steve Cochran Show continues with Rita Redner free tickets at the Row. Mm-hmm. Call and tell Joe 40 or 50 jokes. He loves when people take his time up. <laughs> yeah. Or be the seventh caller, 312-981-7200, and you'll be a big winner. Nothing going on back there. He's right? not smiling, by the way. He loves when listeners call and ask him a lot of questions. 312-981-7200. <laughs> Thank you.
is a one-hit wonder. Yes, the list of one-hit wonders keeps growing and growing and growing. It's the question today. The text question. What's your favorite one-hit wonder? I had trouble finding the hook on this one. I think you did. This, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe out. Uh, all right, here's a couple more. Ballroom Blitz. The Suite, right? 312? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, 217 from Brooklyn Bridge. The worst that could happen. 224 Bay City Rollers, Saturday night. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Remember that? Night. So great. Uh, Chelsea Dagger, best one-hit wonder. That's pretty hard yeah, to argue with that. One. A15 says Rock On by David Essex. Do you know that song, Jay? Mm-mm. Basically, the entire song is this. Rock on, rock on. Rock on. That's it. That's the whole song. I could sing that song. No, they go, hey, kids. Da, 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 hey, kids, yeah. rock and roll. Rock on. Yep. Rock on. <laughs> Wait, it doesn't even rock, though? No. no it's actually kind of mid-tempo. Yeah. That's really pretty slow. weak. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a half-hit wonder. <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, Cis- uh, it was it Cisco did the thong song? Oh, yeah. yeah. Thong, 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 thong. Yeah. yeah. It's another one of those summer hits that by the end of the summer, you go, why did you ruin summer? Stop playing the song. <laughs> uh, Bob Con- Bob Collins uh, would now and then play Louie Louie uh, and always wonder if anybody knew the lyrics. You know the other song Collins loved, which was a one-hit wonder, Dead Skunk? Dead Skunk. Yep. We played Louie Louie in the band. Oh, you did? Like, you know. Oh, that was like a good high school. school. Yeah, middle yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Dead Skunk in the middle of the road? No. Listen to these classic lyrics. Crossing the highway late last night. Should have looked left. Should have looked right. Didn't see the station wagon car. The skunk got squashed and there you are. You got your dead skunk in the middle of the road, stinking to high heaven. Bob Collins. How do you remember all of that? That's the problem with being a disc jockey. A lot of this stuff <laughs> sticks to your brain. <laughs> Who would think that you would write a song about a dead skunk? Uh, yeah, or that it would be a hit. Because uh, that's a, a Barry Manilow's Mandy was Brandy, but he changed it because the other song was out. I think that's true, but obviously Barry Manilow had a ton of hits. Yeah. Boy Meets Girl, Waiting for a Star to Fall. Um, let's see. Super Bowl Shuffle. Yeah, I guess you could <laughs> yeah, say that. Like, Chicago yeah, Bears. That was really a one Chicago Bears wonder. were a one-hit wonder in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great band. And actually, they had more hits than this. I'm going mention them because I love this band. Cover the Rolling Stone, Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. Yeah. So great. I mean, Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. Drunk the entire time their career was going on. Uh, Tony Basil, Mickey. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Right? 96 Tears by Question Mark and the Mysterians. Build Me Up, Buttercup. Oh, that's a cute song. That was in, was that in uh, Something About Mary? Uh, Yeah, I think you read about that. I love that song. Uh, Nancy Sinatra, These Boots Are Made for Walking. But she had other hits. Did she? I can't think of any offhand. Yeah. I think she just sang cover stuff. Yeah. Eddie Murphy party all the time. That's another guy that never should have sung. Oh, Sugar Town. That was hers, too. Nancy Sinatra. Sugar Town. Sing it, Dave. Sure. I don't know. Shush, 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 Sing more, Sugar Dave. I don't Town. know. That's the only part I remember. Mm. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, a lot of these are. Oh, I got one. If you get, yeah, go ahead. Can I, can I, Super Joe, can you play it? Which the, one? The top one I gave you. Judy in the sky. Oh, great song. Yeah. It's a great song. Here comes my favorite part. Judy in the sky. 
I never understood what it they, was. With molasses. With glasses? glasses. Yeah. With glasses? Glasses. 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 John Fred and the Playboy Band. Is that what it was? Yeah. I always thought it was with fascists. <laughs> <laughs> Judy in the sky with fascists. Uh, Billy Vera, if I could hold you again. Lovely love song from, uh, I think, the late 80s. Family Ties. That was a big thing when uh, Alex P. Keaton was falling in love. Uh, American Pie by Don McLean. Don McLean had a couple of hits, but American Pie, I mean, come on. Tremendous. And as a DJ, that was your break, right? Oh, that was one of them. Eight and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Stuck in the Middle with You, Steelers Will. Another great song. I don't know why I came here tonight. I had a feeling that something ain't right. I'm so scared. I guess I'll fall off my chair. I'm yeah. wondering what will happen downstairs. Clowns to the left of me, me, jokers to the right. Here, here I am. am stuck in. There you go. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. That came from That's a, a Tarantino one. film. <clears throat> <laughs> everything is every everything's related to a movie. Yes, that's how I. Know. So you know soundtracks. Yes, that's how these people made more money later. Their songs were in movies. Yeah, one texter talked about Guardians of the Galaxy and how pretty much every song we've ever yes. mentioned is like yeah, part of their two soundtrack. soundtracks. Yeah, it's a great soundtrack. You got one more clip you want to play, Joe? You want me to finish this? Saying, you're saying, come on, Steve, they must have had more hits. Are you speaking of Len? Right? L E N? Len? Steal my sunshine? No, it was a one hit wonder. 312 981 7200. CLTV joins us next hour, and we're back with the news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom coming up on 720 WGN. Hey, Ma, can we get some meatloaf? Neighborinos. We need two big pizzas, man. Everything on them. I know, neighbor. Nobody messing in my neighborhood. Hey, Ma! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! You know, um... For those of you tired of hearing about people killing each other over Popeye's chicken sandwiches and spending 12 hours in line to get one, the best chicken sandwich in America is available in your town. <laughs> Jay, what is it time for today? What's this feature called? This is Neighborhood Eats, and today... I'm just going to eat over here while you do this. (laughs) Please do. We are featuring Fry the Coop, and in the craze of this partisan and divisive chicken sandwich wars, why not support someone local? And Joe Fontana, the owner, is here with us. He's a Villa Park native. Let me tell you something. Popeyes can kiss my butt. <laughs> That's the best chicken sandwich I've ever had. That right? Am I right? Thank <laughs> you. Yes. There's no way that uh, Popeyes or any chain could keep up with mom and pops. Come on. There's no way. So, Joe, tell us what makes your sandwich so special. Well, we put crack cocaine in it to start. <laughs> Um, no, no. So that's only for non-addicts. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, we just we put a lot of love into it. Every step of the way, we just hand, you know every chicken is done by hand, and then we fry it and beef fat. So that's the other. <laughs> so it's hand breaded. It's double fried. It's uh, fried in beef fat, which is absolutely delicious. We also have to talk about the French fries a little bit later, which is also fried in beef fat, and it's the original McDonald's recipe before they changed wow. it. Wow, that's yeah. right. It's the best. I mean, I am not. A fry. I don't love every fry that comes across my plate. But you love these. These fries are unbelievable. Now, there's different level of spice 
There's different levels. That's the Nashville style right there. The hot chicken. Yep. We can go from mild to medium. Mild would be the wimpy one. That's the one I'm eating. Well, they have <laughs> yeah. one that's just called country, so it has no seasoning at all. So I just got a, I just got a tinge of bite. Yeah, there. which is just like a normal fried chicken sandwich without any... And butter. it goes all the way up to what level? There's one called Little Insanity, and it is crazy. And that's the one that... Can people finish it? People sometimes finish it, but it is rough. And uh, Super Joe, you like hot food. I sure do. All right, what do you have? Which yeah, one? Joe. Uh, I got the hot one. You got Little Insanity? No, he has uh, hot. He just got hot. We didn't want to kill Joe this yeah. morning. So but that's just out. one okay. level below, right? But hot is actually really hot. And it's a problem because everyone in the market in Chicago has got used to seeing hot, spicy on the menu. They order it, and then it's actually not spicy. They don't know what they're getting into. When we put hot on our menu, <coughs> you mean we it. mean it. I want Super Joe to try the sandwich, and we want to get a reaction and see if it's hot. Because there's hot, then there's crazy, and then there's a little insanity. All right, Viv, turn your microphone on so you can tell us if he goes down. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us what's in the little insanity level of heat. The little insanity has the Carolina Reaper, which is the hot pepper in the world Carolina Reaper. yeah uh, it's got the trinidad scorpion pepper which is the second hottest pepper in the world then we have ghost pepper habanero pepper and cayenne pepper i like to call it the one two three four five punch in the face literally why don't you just set your tongue on fire save some time <laughs> literally. joe you had it once right i had it one time I will never have it again, ever. <laughs> Joe Literally. looks a little red. Now who actually, does it? Now that I look at him, <laughs> how's he doing? Is he still up? Super Joe, still up. Yep. <laughs> that is just ghost pepper. Yeah, that's, that's real. Really... Ghost pepper is uh, ghosts are real, dude. How's it feeling? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you doing it back there, Super Joe? I'm doing just fine. The sandwich tastes great. He's sweating the though. Flavor, you guys can't yeah. see that. So, you guys, um, I never. You know this. I right. never eat on the air. No, you don't. <laughs> I'll make an exception. I'm having four of these. <laughs> yes. Uh, the thing is, it's high quality chicken. This is all halal certified. Uh, it's all done by hand. It's never frozen. It's all fresh. They uh, really hand bread it. They you dry brine it for 24 hours. Absolutely. And uh, what's in the brine? And that's really what makes it a Nashville hot chicken style. Yeah, we do the brine in our rub. So it's a dry brine. A lot of people do the wet brine, but the dry brine really kind of brings up that uh, moisture. And keeps in all that, uh, all those juices, and that is uh, cayenne pepper, paprika, garlic powder, onion powder, and brown sugar. So Joe's life changed drastically because he was doing corporate software sales. He was in a punk band when he was growing up here in Villa Park, and. But you're a regular working guy. Oh, yeah. 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 But this chicken sandwich, discovering it, is what brought him back to Chicago area and also changed your life. It changed my life. And I realized uh, through this whole process that I was just not doing a job that I was passionate about and right. that I loved. And now anyone who comes to me for advice, that's the first thing I tell them is figure out what you love. And do it. And do that. You know, you'll never work another day in your life. Let's check back on Super Joe. Super Joe, are you still <laughs> upright? Huh? What? <laughs> Any sweat coming out of that forehead, Joe? Yeah, I'm sweating a little bit. Right <laughs> <laughs> and all that is is the biological response of the body to not die. Mm-hmm. That's yes. the Nashville experience yeah. that Joe is having right now. Right. And I love that you keep the menu super simple. They don't want to do a ton of things. They just want to do this, and they want to be superior at it. Do one thing and do it really, really good. So what do you have on the menu? We literally have sandwiches. We have chicken and waffles and tenders, and literally that's it. They have a chicken sandwich that's on donuts as well. Right, well, because you got to have something for the marathon runs. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so uh, locations. 
Uh, we are our original locations in Oak Lawn on 95th Street. Shout out to the South Side. Mm-hmm. Uh, our second locations in Elmhurst, Illinois. Uh, we just opened in the Well Street Market Food Hall, which is an amazing food hall uh, right here on Wacker and Wells. And then our fourth location is going to be at West Town at uh, Chicago and Ashland. We are super, super excited about this. How do you keep this from being franchised? I mean, they got to have people knocking on your door all the we time. We started turning down people, yeah. like you know, like ah, like I don't have a dishwasher for Tuesday. What do you mean franchise? Right, you right, know? right. Um, but now we started actually creating a list. So if anyone's interested, we we're not doing franchises, but we will put your name on the list. So right. you have to be super annoyed with this whole chicken sandwich wars craze over Popeyes and like Chick Fil A when your chicken sandwich is far superior. No, it's been a blessing actually because we did had didn't expect anything from this we heard about it and then all of a sudden when everyone was going crazy on social media we started getting tagged along with other mom and pops that have because they're bringing us up they go you think that's good try this exactly and before we knew it lines out the door i mean we couldn't even keep up with demand we were selling out so thanks popeyes yeah thank you popeyes the waffle is outstanding as well they make it to order it's fresh they make it belgian style and inside of the waffle there's bacon bits and uh, crystal, like sugar? Uh, pearl sugar. Pearl sugar. So you get that little bite of um, sugar crunch inside of it. This could solve wars around the world. <laughs> well, I was telling G that I think fried chicken may be America's great uniter. Because it doesn't, no matter what race, ethnicity, religious, you know, sexual, sexual orientation. You get exactly. Democrats and Republicans yeah. sitting down and having this. They're not going to stop yelling at each other. So you're saying we should bring these sandwiches to Congress? Uh, they don't deserve it. <laughs> Until they start acting better, they don't get any. And what I also love about the breading is it doesn't fall off the chicken no. breast. It it's stays with the breast. It's very good. The bun is the perfect consistency. It's not too soft. It's dude, not dude, too listen, hard. I'm not, I'm, I'm not playing around. Best chicken sandwich I've ever had. Thank you. Wow. And I've Honor. eaten more than one. <laughs> and you've never eat, you don't eat on the air normally? Mm-mm. I'm blown away. It's Honored. First time Seriously. I've ever seen way, him do it. Really? On TV as well. Joe, what do you um, tell people that haven't been to uh, Fry the Coop? Just come, come hungry, and get ready for some happiness. We, we literally say on our shirts, we deliver happiness. I'm and that's kidding. what we do. Who does your cooking? Uh, we have uh, our chef, Francisco Morales, who is a master chef. He's been an executive chef for about 11 years, and he's the one who really uh, brought this home. You know, And he works his butt off every day. And they created little insanity level because they had a bunch of internet trolls that were complaining that the sandwich wasn't hot enough. And after they created yeah. this little insanity, no one's uh, complained. Yeah, back to keeping it simple. We were like, all right, we're going to have four heat levels, You know, keep it really simple. And our heat level, which has the Carolina Reaper in it, was crazy for almost a year. And then these internet trolls kept being like, oh, you bring your own hot sauce to fry the coop. We were like, what are they talking about? Like, the crazy is hot. It's really hot. And so Chef finally had enough, and he goes, all right, that's it. They want what they want. I'll give them something to talk about. Steve Grzanich, our news guy. Tell us, uh, have you had the chicken sandwich yet? Steve. He's coming in here to grab a chicken sandwich. Yes, delicious. I took a bite of the hot right? one. Oh, you did. All right, yeah. you're How joining you Joe here. It was hot. It's very hot. Are you a hot delicious? Delicious? Are you a hot guy? No. No. He's not sweating, yeah. so I'm impressed. So I'm not sweating yet, but... See, I'm more than willing yeah. to admit I'm a wimp, so mm. this one level above nothing is right about my tolerance. <laughs> hey, Steve, me too. Me really? too, 100%. Yeah, I get the mild every time. Yeah. It's tremendous. It really is tremendous. Oh. Well, so congratulations on the success. Thank you very much. We're uh, working really hard to bring happiness 
around Chicago. And the Westtown location is going to have a full bar as well, so it's going to be kind of a place where you can go and hang out. We just passed our inspections yesterday. Hey, God so bless. Super excited. All right, so uh, appears in the Sun Times today. Yes, today, and there's a video as well on the YouTube site, and of course, WGNRadio.com will also have it. And uh, everybody, forget about all these other national chains. Support your local boy Joe Fontana yeah. from Villa Park, and uh, go see his locations in Elmhurst, Oakland, um, down here in the Loop, and then also coming soon in Westtown. And there's a picture on the website of Super Joe crying uh, for two reasons. One, because he loved the sandwich, and two, because it's really hot. <laughs> Thanks, great. buddy. It's great to meet you. Honored to be here. Congrats Thank you so on the much. success. Thank you. Uh, it's 920. What's coming up? Uh, the rest of the show. But first, I'm going to finish this sandwich while you listen to this. Let me just explain what just happened here in the studio. I told Dave, I said, you got to try this. I told him they all tasted like kale. But he said, no, no, I like chicken. He goes, but I want to try the hot. Yeah. How'd that go for you, tough guy? Oh, it's, it's really good, Joe. Really good. But, oh my gosh. Right in the middle of his first bite, he went, Mommy, help me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, my mouth is on fire. I'm so proud of you right now. Oh, sorry, you. say that again. Wait, wait. Oh. Yeah, say it again. I got you. Oh, you got I got you. I, got you. I just said I'm so proud of you right now. That's Thank impressive. You. impressive. Thank you very much. And the much. name of the restaurant is Fry the Coop. So C O O P, Fry the Coop. Yep. Yeah, you got something here, Bill. Thank you. You really do. So, congratulations. Uh, website for you guys? Uh, www.frythecoop.com. That seems right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Dave is hurting. How, how long does it take for this to go away? <laughs> About 45 minutes or oh, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he insisted on grabbing the hot. He said he was a tough... Well, if I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go for it, G. <laughs> I said it nearly killed Joe, a man half your age, and, and, and then you said, how hot could it be? Well, I so, found out. It's so funny because Dave never eats on the air. I've never, I haven't seen you eat on the air in years. No, but and I, of course you take the hottest thing there is to eat. Yes, it actually now burnt we'll my lips. My yeah, lips right? Yeah. Burnt. Right? We'll never and, eat uh, again. I, when they said it was hot, I thought they meant it was just that it was heated up. That it, that's what. So I took a giant bite out of it. And I can tell you right now. It, Give him another one. We, <laughs> we actually needed to take uh, Joe's dental records to identify him. That's how hot it was. <laughs> So. I think I need to drink aloe. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get milk for Dave, please? Uh, don't you have a Tribune statement you'd like oh, to yes, make? Oh, yes, I do. Stuff? Make Sundays your official night tour of the city. Watch Chicago's Best at 10 p.m. And stick around for the latest in shopping, entertainment, and events on See Chicago at 1030 on WGN TV. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Did you try it yet, Mary Vanderbilt? I have not. Oh, you got to do it. I'm going to. And again, I don't eat on the air. No, you don't. And this is not going to start a trend. It's just that's too good to wait for. And I'm lucky I have one by my house, yes. That's right. You do, don't you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We're talking about one-hit wonders, Joe. Um, You got a favorite one-hit wonder band you can pick up? Your song? A one-hit wonder band? Yeah, one-hit wonder is a song that was a hit, and you never heard from the band again. It's the only one that you hear from. Well, the Plain White Tees with their hit Delilah was a huge number one hit. He's friends with the Plain White Tees. They're still around. Yeah, they are still around, and they're still kicking butt. But you could argue that maybe it's a one-hit wonder, but they're still touring. Here's a few you won't remember. 815 Billy Don't Be a Hero by Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave just ran to get cold water, by the way. Dave's yeah, gone. Dave's oh, left. Dave was going to call 911. He's actually running instead. <laughs> I said, Dave, do you need to go to the hospital? He said, if I run, maybe the wind from running will help cool me down. Uh, Whip It by Devo. Whip It Good. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Um, da na na na. 
G. <laughs> tub thumping by Chumbawamba. Remember Chumbawamba? No. Yeah, tub thumping. You'd, you'd know if you heard it. And uh, have you got that one I asked for, Super Joe? Let's go down and check out the show. Wild Cherry. One of the greatest songs of all time. And it's Steve Cochran Show, all-time top ten. This is number seven. They had nothing else? <clears throat> no, I don't think so. I didn't. I never knew it was called Wild Cherry. Wild Cherry's the band. Oh. Play that funky music is a song. Okay, I thought they were the... <laughs> and there's a famous story about these guys. I think they were opening for the Ohio Players, but they were opening for a very big uh, R&B soul band, uh, late 70s, early 80s. And uh, people had heard the song. And they're wild cherry, it's great. Well, they open the curtains at a bunch of white guys. Everybody <laughs> crowds booing, throwing stuff. So it was a short concert. But uh, if you're going to have one hit, have that. And, and by the way, it's dedicated to a listener, young man named Tom Kelly, uh, who reminded me of that song. So thank you, Tom, for that. All right, Joe, uh, we're going to finish our sandwiches, and then we're going to call you and ask for more. <laughs> Anytime. I'll do a weekly segment. And we'll, you go. <laughs> and we'll come see you. I, I mentioned the Sun-Times, but the uh, stuff you did for uh, for Neighborhood Eats is also at WGNRadio.com? Absolutely. Okay, so check it out there as well. Uh, thanks again. Great to see you. Thanks Thank for you. Thanks for breakfast or brunch or whatever this is. It's uh, 928. We're coming back with the headlines next. Mention if you want to help as a company with uh, Let It Be Us and the work they do, in regards to promoting foster care to adoption, you can go to letitbeus.org and check it out. There's a WGN listener uh, button there. It's easy to hit and help if you choose to do it that way. You can go to any of the informational sessions, which are very important, and uh, find out what it's like. Even if you're just remotely curious about it, we hope you'll do it. This is Adoption Awareness Month. And we welcome here into the studio Melissa. And um, I'm only going to use your first name, Melissa, because you've given up a lot of your privacy, and I'm not going to give it all up. I'm okay with it. Okay. Well, then yeah. tell everybody your name. I'm Melissa Kamkunavan, and I'm from the Northwest Suburbs. You had, we just talked about this off the air, a year yeah. ago, you and your husband had no children. Yes. How many do you have now? Three. I don't think biologically that's possible. <laughs> no. So what got you into the foster adoption process? So my husband and I um, always knew that we wanted to have kids, but, you know, we decided we were going to wait. Um, we've been together almost 15 years, married for nine, and we just thought, you know, let's wait till we get our careers going and sure. financially ready. And when it came time, we went through IVF and all of that, and super frustrating. And while that was all happening... expensive. Hap- expensive, yeah. And while that was all happening, even before that started, um, I don't know if, you got, if anyone's ever experienced this, but sometimes you just feel called to do something. You sure. just see things every where hear, hear things and we kept hearing and seeing foster care adoption and we knew that was something that we wanted to do and so after one round of IVF I said you know what forget this I just want to be a mom I don't really care how that happens and there's kids who need moms and dads and let's start this process so we well your husband must be an amazing guy too he he really is he uh I can't say enough good things about him. I he met you guys insane. at the Let It Be Us golf outing, and, and you guys are heroes. You really are. Tell me about your family. How are the kids? Um, so our daughter is five. Our son is three. And then um, five months into them being with us, we received a phone call that they had a sibling that was two days old, and he's now 15 weeks. So we got three kids in five wow. months. Yep. Wow. Wow. 
Yep. And uh, talk about how important it is to keep kids together. I mean, it should be logical for most folks. But uh, there are people I know who would say, well, if a kid finds a home, that's great. They can't necessarily put them together. But it's a big, big deal. It's huge. And, you know, at first we were a little nervous, like, how are we going to explain this to our son and daughter? Mm -hmm. But um, they are so great together. And our daughter is such a big help. She always wants to feed the baby. Little mom. Yeah, it's great. And keeping them together is so important. I mean, our son and daughter, before they came to us, um, had to go into a respite care for a few days because we were out of town when we found out they were coming. And they had to be separated for the first time. And that was really hard for them. So it's great that they get to stay together. Your five-year-old was, because I do math well, was four when all this process went down. Four is old enough to communicate, old enough to be emotional, old enough to be all of those things. Was there anything special that jumps out as an instant memory, uh, you know, that comes up? Because she could tell you how she was feeling. You know... It's interesting. Um, I joined a bunch of foster parent support groups beforehand, and every story is so unique and different. But she just right away was so nurturing and loving and just fit right into our family. I don't know how else to explain it, but they're just they're meant to be with meant us to be. and meant yeah. to be ours. And they're really the best. And you don't know if you're done, do you? Uh, no. My husband jokes about that all the time. Like, well, we might as well. It's already crazy town over here. What's one more? <laughs> right, right. Did you tell him you don't get all the votes? You just get your vote? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are you still working as well? Yes, I'm still working. I'm actually a realtor in the Barrington area for App Properties. So my husband's a builder and designer. We flip houses, and now we get to bring the kids to all the projects. Sure. They love that. Our uh, son is always walking around with his tool set, following my husband sure. around and wanting to help out how do you do your day um you must be an incredibly organized person um i was incredibly organized and i had to kind of throw that out the window and just go with the flow because there's no manual as every parent knows i mean being a foster parent and adoptive parent is you know talking to my friends who have kids it's exactly the same as having biological children and you just you just go with it and it all works out so what do you say to people who are listening who are considering the 16 to 18,000 kids in the foster care program in Illinois and they might want to help but they're scared you know you can be scared but once you get your feet wet and you get in and you have little kids at your house it's you will instantly connect with them and you'll know that this is the right thing and we're just so lucky to have them. I mean, you know, people say to us, oh, they're so lucky to have you. And I'm like, no, you know, they've been through a lot. They're this. We're the lucky ones. Well, I get it. It's a mutual blessing. But anybody that's a parent that loves their kids go, I'm getting 10 times from this kid than I ever, ever able to give them. Yeah. And it's not easy. I mean, my son's a three-nager right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> he just yeah. turned into one last week. And I'm like, where did the sweet little boy go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the no phase. And then there's the no I meant it phase. And then, you know, all of that. And but, the uh, why. And yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, well, it's an amazing story. And uh, how did you get tied into Let It Be Us? So... I don't, you know, Let It Be Us kind of fell into our laps. I'd heard about them in the neighborhood, and I actually reached out to Susan, because that's just what I do. I'm the person who... That's Susan McConnell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll just go right to the top, whoever I need to talk to, and I asked her to meet me for coffee, and she did, and she kind of mentored me through this process, and she is an amazing woman. You know, it's incredible what she and everyone else at Let It Be Us is doing to help all these kids, and um, she put us in contact with the right people, and we went through training. Sure. 
and it was you know it wasn't a lot it sounds like it might be intimidating or a lot but it's not it went so fast like i cannot believe that i have three kids and last it's year unbelievable. I didn't. <laughs> it's rather remarkable too the training part of this and i'm, I'm not trying to soft sell it but mm-hmm. it's less than 40 hours it's yeah. less than one work week and in that one work week of training and you don't you're not going to do it in five days necessarily right. but over the course of time that you do it you will learn what the restrictions are, how to handle most every situation you come up with, and you also learn about the fact that your kid comes with a caseworker who knows mm-hmm. that child and helps you get used to it. But it sounds like you're you didn't have a real long getting through it process, huh? No, I mean we did it all online, and I again I'm one of those people who when I set out to do something, it's going to get done quickly. So I pushed my husband. I'm like, okay, here's the training. We can start today, and we can get it done as fast as we want. And I would just stay up all night long and go through all the trainings so that I could get licensed and you get fingerprinted they run your background and someone comes to your house and talks you through it and then you start getting phone calls and that's when you you know talk to your if you're married talk to your significant other um when you decide if you're going to take in a foster and then if you're going to adopt and all that um you must have friends who are in the uh, baby having age range that's probably all your friends right yes yes what have what has their reaction to this been they they can't wrap their head around it. They're like, we don't know how you do this. And honestly, when we set when we step back and think about it, we're like, yeah, it does seem crazy. But when you're in it, you just you just wake up every day and go with the flow. What about your parents? Your parents, your husband's parents? Yes, our family. Because they're grandparents. They have been incredible. Um, both both sides of our family, all of our friends. I have three sisters. He has two brothers. You know, they have tons of aunties. My one sister is actually nannying for us um, a couple days a week so that I can keep working. Um, sure. Because I'm not ready to send the baby to daycare yet. Right. You know, still pretty attached to him. Sure, understandable. Um, but they're so great, and we wouldn't be able to do this without our community. I mean, when we got the phone call that we were going to have a baby in our home, he came two hours later, and everyone we know just dropped up off everything we needed at our house bassinets car seats i don't know if you know this g but normally you have like a nine month run up to that you know between know. we're going to get a baby you don't have two hours that's, an, that's i think it's actually better this way because i know from friends and like my son's um, preschool teacher she's having a baby and she's all nervous and freaked out because she has all this time to sit and read sure. every book and think about all these things and i'm like you know it's better to just be thrown in because yeah. It's the baby doesn't need anything. He just needs you, and he doesn't need a room set up right away. You know, he sleeps in a bassinet in our room for the first few months. And as has been said many times over, you don't have to be perfect. You just got to love him and be there. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's really very impressive, G. Um, I mean, how many phone calls did you get before you knew that you were going to be placed with the right kid? So they were actually our first phone call, wow. but. It didn't end there. We said yes without, we didn't have any information. We didn't care what race, what sex, you know, we, there was a lot of things that we weren't concerned about. And they told us there's a five-year-old or a four-year-old girl at the time and a three-year-old boy. We didn't even know their names. And we said yes. And then two hours later, we get a phone call that, no, never mind. It's not going to work out. They're not coming. And that night, for some reason, I just got so emotional. And Well, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. And, and I knew they were our kids. I just knew it. And then we started getting other calls, and I was so wanting to be a mom that I kept trying to say yes. And my husband's like, 
no, we talked about that we would both be on the same page and feel that this was right. So we waited and I told Susan at uh, Let It Be Us event in February, I said, we're going out of town and you know we're going to get the call when we're out of town. And And that's exactly what happened. Yep. We were in Tennessee in a really cool, um, you know, old store with a lot of old doors and cool things that my husband and I like to look at for homes that we restore. And I had my voicemail went off and I didn't even get the phone call and I freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the kids that we first got the call about. We have to get home right now. It's a mom and dad lottery. Yeah. You're a winner. 773 Texas says there's a movie with Mark Wahlberg, a new, new-ish movie. He's a contractor and they foster three siblings. Did they steal your story? Yeah, we when we went to see that movie, we had no idea the premise of the story and I was in tears within the first like two seconds of the movie because I'm like, this is our life. This is crazy. Right. Uh, one of the cool things about uh, Let It Be Us is they make sure you understand that if you're a single mom or a single dad, dive in. Yeah. If you're a gay couple, dive in. There is no restrictions. There's no, you know, biases. It's just love a kid. Anyone can do this. And if you're not ready to be a foster parent or adoptive parent, find out how you can help other foster and adoptive parents. You don't even have to spend money if you don't have money you can offer to babysit you can you know well respite care is a huge deal right take a child for a day or two i mean yeah and if you're not even ready to do that though just reach out to your friends you'll probably know someone it's crazy how many people when we started talking about this are connected through foster care and adoption i feel like i just keep running into so many people that are connected so and just spread the word like get educated and spread the word because there's so much unknown and it's it's great to just inform people so and if you want to find out uh, more go to letitbeus.org because there's an event coming up this saturday and you could go to it and who knows in a few months you could be a parent of three kids too yeah really is amazing uh ross cochran at letitbeus.org for organization or information on the organization and how you can help as well um we took a lot of your time already but you're a great spokesperson for this um best of your family congratulations on all of it and you know you're blessed yeah i know you know that but they're blessed as well don't forget that thank you so much thanks for coming it's uh, 9.50. What's coming up? Uh, more of the Steve Cochran Show until Bill and Wendy get here next. The uh, one-hit wonders list gets growing and growing and growing and growing. Dave, you remember this one? The lion sleeps tonight. The Gap Band. The Gap Band had several hits, but this person mentions a party train. Survivor had a couple of hits as well, but, uh, uh, you know, one or two of the uh, biggest. Smoking in the boys' room, Brownsville Station. Sure. Um, a couple of people mentioned mm by the Crash Test Dummies. It was actually performed by actual Crash Test Dummies. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I remember that song. It was really a longer mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Gangnam Style by that uh, oh, yes. goofball from uh, American Idol. Mm. No, um, you, no, no, that was was he from American Idol? No, 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 no. I'm thinking South of, Korea. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking of. Um, well, I'm thinking of someone else. Is actually what I'm thinking of. Uh, let's see. Please don't sing any more songs, Steve. Yes, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll give oh, you. That. Sorry. Uh, one hit wonder. Hey Jude by the Beatles. No, I think the Beatles had a couple. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> and they come on and on and on. Kaja Gugu, too shy, shy. Too Shy by Kaja Gugu. One of the great names, period, of uh, any band. And thank you for everybody for uh, jamming in with this all morning. Uh, let's see uh, this. It's letitbeus.org. Again, uh, people are asking, letitbeus.org. Ross Cochran at letitbeus.org. 
and uh, and good luck. I hope you dive in. Oh, and for the texter who texted in with a specific family situation, I don't know the answer to it, but I know you need to ask. So don't be afraid to ask. Get in there, because I love your attitude. Thank you for listening. It's 9.55. We got one more break before Bill and Wendy. We'll do that right now on 720 WGM. Bill Left now joins us. Uh, do you have a one-hit wonder that meant a lot to you, Bill? We've been talking about him off and on all morning. I do. It is Hey Jude by the Beatles. <laughs> it just came up. Somebody. Did you text that in? <laughs> a viewer texted that in. Really? Your joke. <laughs> uh, you know what song I like a lot that was a one-hit wonder? Uh, the group was called The Church, and their song was Under the Milky Way. I like that song a lot. Are you familiar with that at all? Joe, if you can find that, I'll give you another hot chicken sandwich. See if you can I, find that, Joe. I, Under I, the Milky Way by the church. Somebody else texted in Don Johnson. Oh, yeah. What was... Was it One Heartbeat? Yes. There should just be a, uh, a like a special of actors or anybody famous that was asked to do an album and regretted it immediately. Right. Right. So, David Soul. David Soul, don't give up on us. Yeah. 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 Was he Starsky or Hutch? Yes. Hutch. Was he Hutch? Starsky had the sweater and was hotter. This is it? Yeah. Isn't this good? Yeah, I like this. This is my bar mitzvah theme. <laughs> I literally don't remember this song. It was a hit. Yeah, it was a big hit. Was it a hit? Yeah. What yep. year? For several years. I'd say like 94, 95 maybe, right? Uh, a little earlier. Oh, little I think earlier. I remember little earlier. it. The Milky... Yeah, Way there. Tonight, yeah. It's really a terrible song. You know? No, don't no. say that. It's Did, a great uh, song. Did the Candy Milky Way ever use it for a commercial? No. <laughs> you guys are... One-hit wonders mean you never heard from them again. Some of the ones mentioned, you heard from these people again. Well, there's a few that Agreed, were multiple Wendy. hits. But, I mean, the Terry Jacks of the world. Those oh, are, yeah, yeah. Those are little gold We mines. had joy, we had fun, Steve. We had seasons Paint of Painted Black by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Good one, Bill. <laughs> Actually, Rolling Stones was the band. Oh. Bill's a contrarian. Oh. Uh, Debbie Boone, you light up my life? Oh, yeah. Lame. I tell you, they don't write them like that anymore. You light up my life. And we're going to do that over and over again for about four minutes. <laughs> you know one that I'm, I'm surprised no one brought up? Na, na, hey, hey, goodbye. Oh, yeah. Steam. Oh. Na, 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 na. Oh. It worked na, well na, at na. baseball games. Right? Yeah. I thought it was just for sports. Yeah. Um, Taco, One Night in Bangkok. Bill likes that song. How does that that's No, that's Murray, Murray Head. Head. Oh, yeah, Murray Head. Taco Murray was Head. putting on the, putting on the Ritz. Ritz. One night in Bangkok and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I never can go to Bangkok. It just sounds painful. One town, Orienta City. City don't know what the city is missing. Mm. And Mike Tyson uh, sings it in Hangover, too. Oh, he Have does. you done any reason? That's great. Well, Please. we got to go. The good times are over for now until the good times start with Bill and Wendy. And they start right after we take care of uh, the news. And when we say we, I mean Steve Bertrand. And in all likelihood, we'll come back and do this tomorrow.